0: Five, four, three, two, one, zero, All engine running. Liftoff. We have a
1: liftoff. I'll do. It's Old New Borrow to the meandering biography podcast hosted by two various accented Joshes. Um, yes, we're here. We're here doing the podcast again. Um for much outcry and Jubilation to you i 'm sure um, so yeah we 're here it 's me it 's Josh if you haven 't met us before i 'm Josh hutin I am the host who 's a Scottish nanny who looks after children and gets slowly prettier as they grow happier and uh, i'm Josh Jones, and I am the Aussie born writer who uh, oh, maintains well, no. an oddly British accent, considering beautiful um but we 're not <laughs> we 're not on our own today um <laughs> They've been trying to keep very quiet, um, but I can already hear the giggling <laughs> surrounding us. Um, yeah, we've been joined by the two people we talk about a lot on the podcast. We've joined by Emma and Keris.
2: Yay! Do you want to say hi? Hello! <laughs> hi, I'm Keris, and I'm actually Kenneth Branagh in disguise. Hello, and I'm Emma, and I have no sense or sensibility.
1: Ooh. Nice! Ooh. It's almost Good. like they're professionals. <laughs> <laughs> You may remember Keris from uh, Elizabeth Banks. The best episode,
2: episode of the podca- podcast
1: in the, the pad. Cost. The podcast <laughs> It is our best. It is our best podcast. Yes. Um, so, what we'll do here? We do different things, but we'll let Josh explain it because this is the one that I let him do. <laughs> so every week we take a celebrity who is. Uh, uh, begun a recent venture, we take a look at that recent venture, do a review of it, and we take a look back at their life and their previous works, focusing on four, where we give you our thoughts on uh, who they are and what they've done. And yeah, so normally we take it in turns each week to do the podcast, do the report. um or every this other week. Every other week, every fortnight. Um, this time Josh has managed to cheat, allowing me to do the last one and to do the next one, and instead of him doing this one, he's got... <laughs> Emma, to do it for him. Um, So all four of us are going to be part of it today because, I'm going to be honest, with the four films we were meant to have watched, we've all watched a smattering of them and other (laughs) ones. (laughs) In other words, we messed up this week, but um, it might be fun, it might go horribly wrong and... We'll take that chance, and we'll resume our regu- regu- regular, scheduling, <laughs> regular, <laughs> regular scheduling next week. So, oh dear. to be completely honest, we were drinking again last night before we've done this podcast. So let's see how the words work. Um, so this week, who are we doing? Let's have some sugar crumb morsels. I don't know if anyone can remember what ones we put on, or whether they listened to it or not. Oh, sense and Sensibility. In sense there. and Sensibility was in there, which got thrown nice. up. Um, Got thrown up. Yes. <laughs> got like thrown up. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. The parents found it for following that trailer. It's sick to that. Um. <laughs> um, we also. What other ones did we put in there? Mr. Uh, Banks was in there. Mr. Banks we put children act in there as well. Yeah. Um, what other films did we throw in there? I tried to put Nanny in the fee. I'm sure I did. I think I, got <laughs> I tried the... to hammer that one. In. I tried to hammer it in. I don't know. It didn't really work easily. I can't think of what other ones we threw in there. We threw lots. She's done lots. She has done lots. Uh, She has, yes. But if you haven't got from that one, we're going to hand over to Emma to announce whichever we're doing this week.
2: (laughs) 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 So, this week we are looking at Emma Thompson.
1: Emma Thompson! Luckily, we now get to put a jingle in, which he will not change. (laughs) 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 Who's... So, uh, Emma, we'll pass over to you to sort of um, start it off, because you're the one who's done it, and we'll try not to derail you too much, and we'll make our own points. So yeah, go for it, Emma.
2: Lovely. So, as already mentioned, we are looking at Emma Thompson, and now I'm going to lay down a little backstory with some facts about her life. So, Dame Emma Thompson, yes, Dame, I was also quite surprised, because I don't remember that at all (laughs) happening.
1: Well, I've got to be honest, I I don't really pay much attention to daming and suring and...
2: Do you not? Know. Oh, well I just... Do you, do you mean like, nighting, think... knighting in general? No, gender. I think
1: so. <laughs> daming and siring. You know, when people walk down the street going, oh, game," and that is <laughs> what I mean, daming and suring, yeah.
2: <laughs> I just thought it would be something we'd be generally quite aware of. Yes. Like we maybe. know about a Dame Judi Dench, but I had She's no idea. She's been a Dame for
1: a no, while. No, I didn't know she was How a Dame. How long has Emma Thompson been a Dame for?
2: One year. Oh. Yeah. Oh, there you 2018. Oh, um, it is actually quite surprising we haven't heard about that then. If it's quite recent, yeah, I would have thought that. It, well, anyway, it it hadn't come on my radar, I'm afraid. But anyway, Dame Emma Thompson was born on the fifteenth of April in 1959 in Paddington, London. Her ah, parents
1: from deepest darkest <laughs> Peru. <Her parents> <laughs> born there. Nice.
2: No, just London. <laughs> <laughs> um, she was actually born into a family of actors. Her mother. I'm going to assume you say this Philida and if anyone would like to correct me please it do. It looks like Philida. Philida Law. Is a Scottish actress and her father Eric Thompson was also involved in theatre and is a writer and a narrator of which popular children's show what, Josh's?
1: What, what was the name of uh, her father?
2: Eric Thompson.
1: Ah oh, he wrote Jamboree. <laughs> <Done>. <laughs> um, Lovely
2: guess but uh, no. <laughs> I'm going to take it it's not something like naughty. No, it's yeah. not. Thomas. It's not too dissimilar, no. What was it? It is the magic roundabout. Oh. oh. Yes. I was quite surprised finding all this out. Um. So yes, that was her dad.
1: Is that the one, the magical musical merry-go-round? I'm thinking of something else. That would be the one. Yeah. Oh, one. come on. With afraid. Zebedee. Right. No, I'm, no, you're thinking oh, of, you're, okay. that's Rainbow. No, Zebedee. Oh, no. Oh, oh, no, no, Zebedee was was the bouncy I'm thinking of the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're, you're think thinking of the, the, the magic magical merry-go-round. wasn't it? No. The school bus. The magic school bus. No? The magic school no. bus is,
2: was it from the nineties, oh, isn't
1: it? The one I was thinking oh. of was that weird puppet one, which was on BBC or CITV, where you had like the weird the bird thing, oh. and then there was like a roundabout where people. said... No, but I know what the magic roundabout is now. It's got.
2: This is Brian and Dougal and Dylan yep. and Umptu oh, and Florence. Dougal, Dougal yes. is the dog. Yes, that's I think the key that we'll remember that by. Um, <laughs> but yes. So that's who her father was. Um, her godfather is Ronald Eyre. Um, I have never heard of him. I apologise. No. Not very cultural. He's a writer and a Broadway nominee for a 1970s play that he produced called London Assurance. Didn't, so
1: Didn't his life get turned into a film which uh, Nick Cage starred in? Ron Eyre? Or is that <laughs> oh, my <God>. oh dear.
2: <laughs> is it difficult having people actually criticise you verbally whilst it's... <laughs>
1: Oh, those are some <laughs> lovely spikes on there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> is gonna have
2: to go in. So, obviously, we're setting the scene right now that she's from a very creative family. Her sister Sophie Thompson is also an actress and starred in several films, um, soap operas, but most notably won an Olivier Award for her role in Into the Woods, playing the Baker's wife. Um, she also had four other Olivier nominees. Um, for her roles in musicals including Guys and Dolls and Company
1: so very nice. very acting family yes
2: indeed very very acting family very creative sort of background
1: quite a privileged background as well then for her yeah
2: I think well born in Paddington alone really is sort of well, set I'm in this in that
1: the, sense what year was she born again
2: sorry 59
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah, it's still, yeah it's still,
2: still nice isn't it nice, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah so she's from a somewhat privileged background um, very creative which I guess sort of naturally leads her to where she is Uh, She claims to have always had a love of English and words, which she feels she shares with her father. Love words. (laughs) Apparently so.
1: Some people call me lexicology.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But she went on to study English at the University of Cambridge, so is obviously very clever as well, which is fantastic. Good for you, Emma. (laughs) If you're listening, (laughs) shout out to Emma Thompson. Well done. That
1: wasn't that was not patronising at all. No. So she's very clever as well. Oh
2: Oh, dear. Um, So whilst studying, she discovered the novel *The Madwoman in the Attic*, which delves into the Victorian period writers who had to disguise themselves as men in order to write. This opened up her world. She said it was a turning point to her, um, and this is where she became a feminist she decided actively at this point that she was really interested in it she decided to become a self-professed punk rocker oh nice she cut off all her hair dyed it red got a motorbike and aspired to be like Lily Tomlin who is an American feminist comedian i got to be honest
1: cutting your hair off then dying it seems a bit defunct really at that point <laughs> just dying the hair on the floor and she's you know, that'll do <laughs> Nice, <laughs> sticking it to the motorbike. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I can't imagine that.
2: Uh, no, I'm. Visu- it's hard to visualize, isn't it? Because I can not... totally imagine Emma Thompson as. Being, I can see like, Emma. This is the thing, I can see Emma
1: Thompson as being that sort of way, like minded. However, the actual thought of seeing Emma Thompson. Like, you know, with her accent and her persona yeah. with yeah. red short hair is quite... A... And
2: riding a motorbike in yeah. the streets of Cambridge while she's I, studying English. I, I
1: can <laughs> totally see that. I can totally see <laughs> that. I think it's that.
2: fantastic.
1: I imagine this would be around sort of like 78, 79, that sort of time. So it's... Mm. Yeah. The right sort of era, she wouldn't have looked out of place at all. It's... Yeah. Yeah, no, true.
2: True. I suppose it's just not what maybe I envisioned of her studying English at Cambridge. That's not what yeah. I would have assumed she would have looked like.
1: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I... I've not seen many '80s people in the '80s <laughs> studying at Cambridge.
2: Either way, while she was at university, she joined the infamous sketch comedy troupe Footlights. Um, other people of notable
1: or descent: John Cleese, no, the oh, uh, wrong one, isn't it?
2: Stephen Fry and Hugh Laurie. That's
1: where they're from. Uh, mm. I, can't, I can't remember which one it was. Whether it was Monty Python mm. or Fry and Laurie. No, and no was, yeah, Rowan yeah. um, Atkinson was also.
2: But at this point Likewise. in the Footlights, um, sort of little comedy troupe that it was. Uh they, there actually were no women oh. at all. So it was an all male cast and they invited her to join. So it, it's sort of a
1: with a short... had, there, had, there, had there ever been women at this point. <laughs> no. Oh right. Not up until this wow. point, so
2: she was the first ever woman to that's... join and she was invited to do so as well.
1: That's crazy. That is that's yeah. such a big thing as Isn't well. It? Like yeah. That's really cool. She I must
2: always, have done a really good like, whenever footlights <laughs> get brought up, I always just for one, can't picture all of these people going to uni with each other. I know, and then number it's two, strange, think about how cool it is, or how cool it would have been to be in uni with these people. Right. Mm. Like, it, it, it blows my mind every yeah. time it gets brought up. Well, she actually said that she found her environment, obviously it would have been alongside who she was with, but she said it was such a creative environment that she felt it was inevitable that she was going to become an actress mm. as soon as she got into Footlights and as soon as she met these sort of people... And Fry... It's alright for some, isn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. Uh, I've been in this now, I'm definitely going to be an actress. Give up on everything else.
2: Uh, but it, this is the thing with Footlights. It's sort of, it is very much a pathway. That oh, the minute is, yeah. you are jo- you join something like this at university, it is almost like a key to success, isn't it? Mm. It's a door to a lot of people. And there are so many people from Footlights that we know that are yeah. still around today doing... Talk shows and hosting. And
1: And I mean, look at us. We all met. (laughs) And our massive celebrity. That
2: society truly was the pathway to success.
1: (laughs) There are only listeners. Stop slagging them off. Sorry, guys. No, of
2: course. Um, But yeah, so her her co-stars. So Laurie and Fry actually were so impressed by her that they gave her a little nickname. They dubbed her as Emma Talented. As if um, Emma wasn't enough. Oh my she God. was the only I, woman.
1: I'm sorry, <laughs> these are professional and writers so and comedians.
2: Yeah, can only come up with Emma Talented. Apparently, so that great. is what they called her. There you go. Being the only woman, you'd think that would be enough to recognise who she was, but no. <laughs> as well. Uh, she then later went on to become the vice president of Footlights and co-directed the first all-female piece, Woman's Hour. Wow. So, so yeah, she was that, What's
1: that? Th- within three years, they... Gained enough women to do an entirely female piece. That's quite cool.
2: Yeah, ah. absolutely. Within university, I think, as all people do, you tend to sort of find yourself and develop your own views a little bit more. She decided that her religious views were very atheist and she regards fear... Uh, sorry, she regards religion with fear and suspicion. Mm. Uh, she's a very political liberal person and always has been, uh, but she recently decided to sort of endorse the Corbyn campaign. And... Um, and labor yeah. in the elections that are going on at the moment which I, I mean, found quite I don't I don't know if it was surprising but with her background
1: No I I I wouldn't say that's surprising because yeah. no the with the along with the whole punk thing obviously but also around that era there's a lot of um what's called champagne socialism isn't it yeah, really that that was quite a big movement um like I mean it's anti establishment and yeah. the establishment was the Tories so yeah. I think there was a she's quite young at this
2: point in her life isn't she she's 20
1: odd 21
2: moved from Paddington London which is quite privileged she's had parents who were in the arts and a family very much grounded in the arts who
1: Who are are very successful people in the arts are also generally quite yeah yeah.
2: maybe I I mean yeah I suppose there's there's two ways of looking at it really but I I personally thought it was quite weird to see someone from Cambridge at this point um, being so openly liberal Mm. No. yeah yeah there's,
1: there's different ways to look okay. at it isn't there That's, it's, but I, I, I think you can work at either side
2: yeah very true uh, but she is again uh, she's a feminist so she's expressed a lot of support for um, a lot of women's charities and women's campaigns the Women's Equality Party being a big one mm. Mm. yeah, yeah. that does a little backstory cool. into Emma before we get into her career and her progression nice, mm. nice. yeah nice little picture
1: so, so she, seems like, she seems like a pretty wonderful she does, woman. She does.
2: Pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I would this say, if anything,
1: cool. you could call her Emma Talented. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to be really that i really disappointed. literally,
2: it? like the, the it, I just expected
1: so much more. <laughs> I, you, you say that. You say that. I've been sat there for the since you said it, trying to think and workshop a name that's better than it. Thompson doesn't really lend itself to anything for it. I'm sure that People will think of something better, but I can't at all.
0: Yeah. No. I wasn't saying was
1: <laughs> was you guys entertain yourselves. We're going to have thirty minutes now of <laughs> workshopping.
2: But like, I just feel like there was no need for a name at all. She's the only woman in footlights at this point in time. It could be
1: worse. They didn't call her the skirt or anything like that, which That's could have been true. the same yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Very true. So, what did she do post uni? Um,
2: well, post-uni, she broke into TV first with oh, a okay. She was a thief.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just the one TV? She <laughs> just smashed it.
2: I have to see how they get in there. <laughs> oh, guys. But <laughs> <laughs> you are definitely here to derail, aren't you? This is the job. We're here to oh. do our podcast. <laughs> Um so yes, she broke into TV in the nineteen eighties with series such as Not the Nine O'Clock News, There's Nothing oh. to Worry About and The Crystal Cube. Um she collaborated a lot with Fly Fry and Long, <laughs> Thank you, <Charis. laughs> With Fry and Laurie, um on TV and also including the BBC radio 4 show Saturday Night Fry. Yeah. So really her career was taking off.
1: Yeah, I mean so that makes way. it like she'd have met them through footlights and that would have been I mean not the 9 o'clock views was massive was the it was yeah. the footlight formation wasn't it
2: yeah uh, she also had an intimate relationship with Laurie as well which I think was a large part of the reason why they probably stayed together
1: sorry what when you really? say an intimate relationship what she, they
2: were together they were together for, really when she met him from uni yeah. bloody hell okay. wow I have no idea about that yeah, no, I, know I that. mean
1: if, don't think sleeping your way to get into footlights is the right <laughs> way uh, I think she ever met. talented <laughs> <laughs> that was how she got her made Oh, Emma Watson! That's what it was! <laughs> Emma Watson. That's definitely an Emma Watson. Yeah, I I want to tell you. Oh top. Yeah, no, no, don't oh, bring Emma
2: Watson good. into this, the poor girl. <laughs> no, not today I'll
1: go back and workshop it. I'll be back in a
2: second. <laughs> In 1985, she hit the West End. She starred in a revival of *Me and My Girl*, which <laughs> fantastic. She's, she's a, yeah. She punched the West End. She <laughs> punched <laughs> the West End too. <laughs> She's a like,
1: very, violent woman. So I'm a breaking TV <laughs> the stages.
2: She's the punk rocker guy. Oh, oh yeah.
1: Uh, leaving shavings of hair as she
2: goes. <laughs> Just red little hair. So, what was she in? Uh, me and my girl, and wow. um, this is when her career really took off, um, and the whole yeah. production received rave reviews. So she started getting a little bit more commercialised at this point. Was she
1: go for it? Sorry. Okay. Very polite. <laughs> <laughs> was she the lead in the show, or where, where, what sort of aspect was she in the role? Oh, Did
2: that's you? a fantastic question, Josh. <laughs> yeah. Let's us, let Thank us delve totally deeper
1: me. into this. I was only curious because obviously it's your first sort of foray into the West End. Mm. I was wondering if whether she's a supporting act. The main part, or just sort of there. Because I don't know much about the play. I don't know if anyone else does. I, no,
2: honestly, I've never heard of it. Because it,
1: be, it could be like a three-hander. It could be... Um, I
2: hate the well, title. Me and my girl before, makes it sound but...
1: like it might be two. <laughs> yeah, that, you make a good point. She might be the girl. I, who, who knows?
2: <laughs> it's a musical set in the late 1930s and tells the story of an unapologetically refined cockney gentleman named Bill Snipson who learns that he's the 14th heir to the Earl of Hereford.
1: Good God, that sounds awful.
2: <laughs> um, let me What's... have a little look, see if I can find anything about her.
1: Better than La La Land? Who knows, maybe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Is well, anything so better than La La anything? Land? She's, that means she's performed on stage, obviously, with The Footlights. She's directed mm-hmm. at this point, then goes into TV, and then goes into Broadway. Now, most—or sorry, West End here. But a lot of the people that we've seen seem to make their break In theatre and move on. It's not the other way around, isn't it? It seems like she wants to be one of these people who has had a hand in every in everything, everything So sort of, um, I really in every think
2: that she does to be fair she goes on to do a little bit of everything um, I was reading about this production obviously not in depth enough clearly as know <laughs> character, but there is an integral part to the play where there's a dance called the Lambeth and the reason that she stopped playing the role was she optionally resigned from the position saying if she had to do the fucking Lambeth one more fucking <laughs> time she'd kill someone <laughs> so clearly got over it very quickly but she was doing it for quite a few years
1: very cool
2: um but yes, that, that was her on stage. That's cool. I like that. In 1987, she met Kenneth Branner, who we all know she later went on to marry. So uh,
1: was she with Fry at this point? Do you know?
2: Fry is gay. Laurie. Laurie.
1: <laughs> the other one. Good.
0: <laughs> Laurie. Yes, Laurie. That's the one. <laughs>
2: uh, no, as far as I'm aware, there's nothing to indicate that she was with Laurie no, um, when she... That one's the dating Mr. Browner. But she met him at, um, during the film Fortunate Wars.
1: I'm sorry, I'm just watching the spikes on here whenever you two start <laughs> cackling <laughs> around your cauldron. Shoots up, blows up. Doesn't bother <laughs> me, I just, just sounds like just adjectives <laughs> describing uh, <M>. Thompson's <laughs> <laughs> career. <laughs>
2: it was just the plainness with which you turned around and just went. Fry is gay yeah, I, I just thought that was really common knowledge
1: I got them muggled up
2: muggled up okay yeah. Harry Potter um, can we throw it back to you boys Fortunes of War do we know this film with Brown and Thompson
1: it wasn't a mm. film it was a TV miniseries oh was it where she played Harriet Pringle <laughs> wow that's some extensive knowledge Josh it's almost like you have It's in front of that is literally all I know. I, I, I don't know anything of this. No, I don't yeah, know Yeah, I'm,
2: I'm not too sure of it. Um, she went on to win Best Actress in the British Academy Television Awards for it, though. Oh, so
1: incredible. it must have been
2: quite a good little production. The I mean,
1: BAFTAs, I, by The
2: font of it <laughs> is the same font that they use for the Indiana Jones films. And she's wearing a funky
1: hat. Right? Uh, also, so there is, is. also, there is a pyramid in the background. It feels like it's a pulp film, like a pulp war film. Yeah. Um, it's on the eve of World War II, so that makes sense. Very cool. But yeah. no, never heard of it
2: but mm. uh, again seems to be a sort of a groundbreaking moment for her in that sense as well winning an awards uh, mm. she actually won two of those BAFTA awards that year the other one was for Tutti Fruity uh, do we know of this film?
1: it's she, a TV mini series again no, she, uh, <laughs> she plays uh, Susie Kent, uh, Kettles I believe because that was the one just before it on the <laughs> IMDb list yeah <laughs> um, the last episode of it is called A Wobba Bob A Wobba Lobba Lula Bob A wobbam Wam Boom it sounds like the end of Greece. Brilliant. <laughs> I felt like I had to say it. I saw what it was. The one before is called Love Hurts. So I don't know if someone had a stroke right <laughs> in that last one. A Wa boba lob bobba bum bum Nailed it. Sounds fantastic.
2: That that great.
1: Yeah, it was it was written by the parents of Peanuts. What, <laughs> what did she uh, do after this?
2: Uh, so she, she rode the high, Ooh. according to online sources. Um she was doing incredibly well in her career at this point. She'd in one year received two awards. She then went on to write a sketch show for the BBC <laughs> called Thompson and it
1: absolutely <laughs> fused. Oh, oh yeah, we've read reviews. <laughs> oh, have it. We oh have you? Oh please,
2: please do tell. It was
1: talking about how it's the worst <laughs> it's the worst when, thing. <laughs> someone online said, when do you think that Emma Thompson's been given thirty minutes? For six weeks to do whatever she wants To write, produce, direct and star in it With Kenneth Branagh, Branagh. and Imelda Staunton You expect great things that's not what you get it was a it was oh the worst no. thing the BBC has ever produced in its, oh no. its time honestly it just this is by reviews it. apparently I
2: can't imagine that it could possibly be that bad well you say it's that, that we saw we've, seen, we've seen the
1: most recent thing that she wrote <laughs> <Yeah>. yes. <laughs> yes
2: we're going to come to that in yeah. a little while oh I can't wait it just really <laughs> shocks me that that managed to flop so hard it must have been like groundbreakingly terrible mm. like I would love to God, just that, like see an episode to it's, see it's, how bad it is
1: That sounds like something she would do to make it groundbreaking because again that's a very violent way to describe it well, like. well
2: she <laughs> does have a reputation She's <laughs> a punk rocker everyone She's a motorbike What do you expect? She's, well, a, she's motor- a motorbike She's <laughs> <laughs> a <laughs> hey, motorbike. It's amazing that a motorbike would think, do so well in acting. <laughs> I think clearly the Chardolini here is still very much in our stream. We are Chardelini. struggling this morning.
1: So after this, did she stay on TV? Did she move? She... Yes. Keep them focused, Josh. Don't let the fun happen.
2: <laughs> yeah, no fun. I've got to steer this thing. I've got
1: to steer this thing. Like a motorbike.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so she, uh, she did stay within TV, however, yep. the next notable um, move in her career was that she was directed by Judy Dench, alongside oh, yes. Branagh, in a version of Look Back in Anger, which was a stage revival.
1: So, Look Back in Anger is the first film we're meant to be talking about today. Um, some of us have watched it, some of us have not. Some people have been in it, some people have directed their own version of it. <laughs> some people have comments on their version of it on YouTube. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this is our first film that we're we'll looking into. So that's it's Look Back in Anger, which was the TV movie, which is the remake of the 1958 version. Um, I believe it was 1958. Go on, you know you directed it.
2: Uh, I did. Karis, over to you. You were in it. Oh, oh, cool. Well, no, okay. Well, right. <laughs> so
1: sorry. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about the actual film first, and then we can talk yeah, about what, right. you guys doing, <laughs> so, what we do when it comes to a new oh, yes. a new film. Uh, on this on this little podcast we do the plot in a minute. So, who would like to give the plot of <laughs> Look Back in Anger in under a minute? Gonna... I can't do anything Go in a minute.
2: On. Do you time it?
1: Oh no, yeah. we'll time it.
2: We'll we'll are it. you going to do fantastic. it? Fantastic. I'm going to see when how quickly
1: I can. So the plot of Look Back in Anger in a minute starting now.
2: Okay. So, Kenneth Branagh plays a character called Jimmy who feels like he is Um, really depressed in his life he feels like he was going to be so much better than he was he's gone to university, he's educated, he's just not doing well he's working on a newsstand uh, and earning very little money and they live in a very grotty little flat Emma Thompson plays a character called Alison who's from from a very well off background she's um, from money he wants to bring her down essentially he's not happy with where she's come from he aspires to be it, he's not achieving it he's miserable and therefore she deserves to be too He basically brings her into this very unhappy relationship where everything's lovely in the beginning and he's lovely to her and he's lulled her in. She's quite a weak personality type. And basically brings her down. She gets pregnant. She panics because she's in this abusive relationship. She has to leave. He starts sleeping with her best friend, Helena, who was played by Karis in one of the productions I did. And long story short, Alison returns after spending some time with her family to tell him that she's pregnant. She's heartbroken he has a meltdown. They end up back together.
1: The end? The end. We've missed out an entire character.
2: There is another character. <laughs> so, Again, he's not massively integral to the plot, it was, but it, he exists.
1: It was one minute seven without a character of the four well, characters. Well, two characters, actually. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you got three of, three of the characters in there of the five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,
2: yes, so there are, there are two other characters. In terms of their necessity to the plot, there's a character called <laughs> Cliff Lewis, who is a Welsh character. He is their lodger. Mm. He doesn't contribute an awful lot in terms of the storyline. However, his role is to sort of diffuse the situations mm. when things are tense between Alison and Jimmy. Was,
1: was he played by anyone famous in the film? I can't remember this.
2: I don't know. That's a really good question. Let me find out for you. That's right.
1: You can keep explaining what's going on. We'll find yeah, out. Yeah, yeah please
2: on. do. Because um, I'm actually interested in that as well. Uh, he was definitely played by someone famous in our little society. Oh, don't. <laughs> don't feed the ego. He doesn't listen to us. Oh <laughs> uh,
1: No, I don't know No, he's not Toby Jones. I was like, Toby Jones? No. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Gerard Horan.
2: Mm, right. From Stockholm. Oh, what's he been in? He's in
1: the new Artemis Fowl film that's coming out. There we go. Mm. How cool is that?
2: Murder on the Orient Express? That's quite a big one.
1: Yeah, which had... Um, Beauty and the Beast. Oh. Yes, he was, in the, he, was, he was the inspiration for the original Agatha Christie. And he's also, oh, he's also <laughs> one of the leads in The ter- Detectorists as well, which was a really good one with uh, Mackenzie oh, Crook. Oh, I really okay. enjoyed
2: that series. I don't yeah. recognise him.
1: Mm. He's Terry, but mm. there you go. So. Um,
2: yes, and then the other character that I failed to mention is Alison's father, who is in it for a very, very short time. He arrives, basically, to bring her home. Mm. And that is it. They're very minor roles... Uh, Cliff's role is to diffuse the tension, which he yeah. does, and to sort of advise her that he needs to look after herself. She she needs to look after yeah. herself. Um, but other than that, it, it it is very mostly revolving around the three characters.
1: So was this was this a good film? Was it the film that inspired you to do it, or is it, or did the film come later on to your love of this piece, and uh, director?
2: No, the film the film I discovered the film after I discovered the play. The play was groundbreaking when it uh
1: came out sorry i am just it's quiet because i'm busy pointing at emma to talk into the mic rather than at josh (laughs) it's it's making it so it's not a natural conversation but yeah yes
2: sorry about that sorry for enjoying myself everyone (laughs) um the film was the play was a groundbreaking uh, piece of theatre by john osborne when it came out it sort of changed um it changed the way that theatre was heading in the sense that there was no happy ending at the end of this. It not, Nothing much, in terms of the plot, progressed. It didn't really go anywhere. Nothing much was achieved. It was very naturalistic in the sense that it was portraying a man who was miserable with his life. Whereas really, at this point in theatre, it was all about... Again, it's a bit contradictory talking about British theatre this way, but the idea of the American dream that if a man wants, he can achieve and it it will always be Mm -hmm. alright in the end. But actually, this piece came out and hit the stage and said, well, that's not true.
1: A bit like Death of a Salesman*.
2: Yeah, that sort of style, yeah. It it sort of shocked audiences and it was... um, It really, really took off. It was an interesting sort of piece for its time, let's say. Mm. But I had a love for it because I'd studied it before. So, I think that was where my want to come and sort of direct it came from. Um, and I thought it went quite well until we read some reviews today, apparently, of the video <laughs> online. My favourite <laughs> review, my favourite review on our piece was the one that said, with exclamation marks everywhere, <laughs> terrible! Truly terrible. Um, a, a, a disgrace to George, George Osborne as a writer. Absolutely the best review I will ever receive on anything. So there you go.
1: If you're looking up to watch this film and you can't find it like Josh and myself, yeah. on YouTube there's a lovely play version by Shoreline Theatre that was directed by Emma. You can watch that. But also, um, um, also, you'll see Keris in there as well. Yes. She gives a good slap. They, that, that's the top it's comment.
2: Um, someone in the, to- the comments has like time stamped the (laughs) slap um which i'm really grateful for It's very satisfying (laughs) yes and it did say thank me later thank you you. um and the one thing i would like to say about the youtube one and this is just to to kind of put a little disclaimer in there um we performed it in a place in uni where the acoustics are notoriously not great Mm -hmm. and it was only recorded on like what one video camera because like worst, it was a Yumi society. Like it's not like we have professional equipment. So it's got forty thousand views, mind I, on the video. I, yeah, which is what scares me. <laughs> but I'm, I'm thinking it's this high because clearly, as YouTube did, yeah, you no, we to it. find the original. Right. I remember at the time that we were doing it, it was quite easy. We, we found, found it in a few I, different we found places. It, we it. Well, wait, it was on YouTube for a while.
0: Yeah, it was. But,
2: yeah,
1: so, interesting. Outside of you guys doing the production, <laughs> the <laughs> film which actually has Emma Thompson in it. Yeah. Was it good? Is it bad? How did she act? What was the, going on? So obviously I've looked at reviews for it and mm-hmm. a lot of them aren't overly positive. They seem to be mainly positive on her acting and what she's done there but the rest of it's a bit of a dry drag more than it yeah.
2: is. in The play, the actual plot, the storyline as I've said before it doesn't really go anywhere so I can fully understand why people feel like it's a bit of a drag in terms of its actual content. Mm-hmm. But yeah, absolutely as you said. Emma Thompson is. She plays this very demure, broken, sort of down-on-herself woman who is in an abusive relationship. She's sad. Um, she's in this predicament where she's pregnant. She's re- She portrays that incredibly well. Um, mm. And again, to me, I'm sort of delving deeper into her background now, as I have been for this podcast, finding out that she's a feminist and that she's this strong, amazing mm sort of punk rocker who's done comedy and sketch shows and it is a very different character to the one you'd expect after reading about her on paper. So she's, you know, she's clearly a very versatile I think that's
1: going to be a common theme uh, throughout these films from what I've noticed is the difference between her sort of yeah. views and yeah. her strongness as I mean, a woman. Is yeah. that a word? Maybe strongness? That comes Strength. Into, <laughs> like, <laughs>
2: strongness. Nice. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean maybe that's why it comes through so much as well, that she's she is in my opinion, when I watched it, she's definitely the standout of the whole cast. Um I, I didn't, Branagh? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, think Brown is really good, but I just think that she brings out. so much more in the ways of like layers to her performance. Yeah. Whereas I think it's I think it's quite difficult with Jimmy because it's you know he's just an angry man at the end of the day really. Yeah. But um, but Emma Thompson brings a lot to it. I didn't think much of the woman who played Helena at all. No, really. But I think that's not meant to be in any way, shape, or form a likable or an enjoyable role. I think no. But I think that at the same time, like. For me, the way she played it was that she was this very, very—I know she's meant to be straight-laced and she's meant to be quite prudish, but there was no sense of real edge to it. No, you're so right. when she starts sleeping with Jimmy, it doesn't come across as all that. Yeah, it's a bit very like, true. oh, okay, right. And how did that happen? <laughs> yeah, and you're right actually, because in, as soon as Emma Thompson's character Alison returns. Mm there is no emotional love no. in that scene between Brana and, and no, the no, at all. There's no, there's no and there's no sexual tension between them which I felt no. was like something that was really missing
1: I mean yeah. you say that Helena was very good but she did get to star in Taggart for a long time as well oh so. well <laughs> oh, no, <she's laughs> in which in, case I tell her like she's only in six episodes but you know it's just <laughs> not great <laughs> I bet it she was in bed what's I her dorm. name Siobhan Redmond. I, I don't recognise her. I recognise her, but I don't know why. Okay, m- me and Josh on different this. He recognises her, I don't, but... I don't. Mm. At the end of the day, we don't know what she is. Well, she's an actress. No, it
2: wasn't that she was bad. I just didn't think that there was in, enough to her to make that little yeah. bit as shocking as it should have been. Yeah. Mm. I do think Branna was very good, however, but you you are right, it's a sort of a one-dimensional okay. role. So,
1: yeah. what would you... So, we at the end of each film, we give them a ranking... Okay. Out of five.
2: Okay. Right.
1: But it's not just five stars. You've got to do something five out of something that's similar. So, what would you give this as a ranking uh, if you were going to talk about this film? Someone goes, "What's what is it out of five? What is it?"
2: I would give it three time-stamped slaps.
1: Please. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just <sat> everywhere. <laughs> I, three. That's three that's quite, that's quite high I, I, that I, would it. It.
2: I wouldn't give it that high I, for, for its context in terms of history, the play, the piece the, the fact that it changed where theatre was looking and going that's obviously worth something but the play, the film on its own I would not recommend it to people to but, go and watch that help, that help. what, what rating boring. would
1: you give it though five <laughs> That's that's what we, we want. We need we need, numbers. We need ah, numbers. Okay,
2: I would be inclined <laughs> to give it a two, maybe a two and a half.
1: Two two and a half. So we're looking at an aggregate of about two and a half is what you give it. So it's a, a two and a half watts. Two and a half watts.
2: Schmeckles. <laughs> <laughs> right. There you go, you had it here first. Schmeckles
1: are now <laughs> so, in the background. So very much very up much up like place. um Emma's review, it was only It was only two characters out of the full five for the review. So she only used two in that as well. Um, It's interesting. So obviously this is sort of with her and Kenneth Branagh. They're starting to be together now. And obviously in the same year, they've got uh, Henry V that we're in at the same time. And it just seems to be the big sort of push forward with the two of them being in loads of things together, doesn't Mm. it?
2: It is, yeah. Branagh had his own theatre company where he produced quite a lot of Shakespeare. And this is really where the two of them then went forward. He quite often cast... Uh, emma as the leads in, in what he was producing and a lot of the time what he was making was was put onto tv yeah um it was a lot of shakespeare mm. yes do we, have, yeah, yeah. do we have a full list i've got from hugh uh, she started with henry the eighth she's done a midsummer night stream henry she's the done oh i'm sorry henry the, F- oh, henry the sorry. fifth henry v, i can't read a Midsummer Night's Dream and King Lear. She
1: also did Much Ado About Nothing as well, didn't she? She mm-hmm. did,
2: absolutely, yeah. I remember watching that, uh, being forced to it's, watch it's, that in school. The Much
1: Ado About Nothing one, the 92 production, or 93, is, is the one that gets shown in school all yeah, the time. time. The <laughs> two of them together. It's, it's one of those things that's never going to escape. But then I think the Shakespeare's that he does are very good if he's involved his, and behind it, cause like it. His Hamlet is. Yeah. His Hamlet, which is... The best. 10 hours of your life you yeah. never get back, but it's great. It, yeah. it, it's done very well.
2: Yeah, and again, it shows, shows a lot of versatility in her acting because I remember vividly mm. watching that. And she is a very strong, sta- I mean, obviously, Hick. I'm sure a lot of us know the play, but she's a very strong and staunch and abrupt character in that.
1: Yes, yes, she is. Uh, but then again, he's very good in it as well um, yeah. as, as the opposite part. And it he really is. matches their quite tumultuous relationship, I imagine.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 probably.
1: Cool. I'll let you continue. Sorry. No,
2: oh, of course. Um, I want to go back a little bit, if you don't mind. Talking, Just moving on from Look Back in Anger, where...
1: Well, that's quite an appropriate name for something to look back afterwards, isn't it?
2: <laughs> that's very true. It works quite well. Um, she actually, with Branagh, she, she struggles a lot with depression. Um, hmm. And they, she had quite a tough relationship with him. It was quite volatile. And they were together for quite a while. Um, getting up to 1995, they split, and the reason being was that their schedules didn't work together. Yeah. that was what that was what they publicly announced. Wait, sorry, 1995.
1: Uh, okay. which is why you start stop seeing them together in as many things. Yeah, it's yeah. literally up to that point. They got all the Shakespeare's and things like that coming out.
2: They announced publicly that it was because their working schedules were not; mm-hmm. they weren't tying in together, and that was the reason why they end. They were they were a really um, sort of private couple they didn't like being pictured together if they were going to awards they would go separately it was really they were they tried to live independent lives as they could rather than being known as an entity which yes. is quite strange because I knew of them quite well as being together yes. yeah but I think that, that their public image was that they didn't want that association that they relied that when heavily on were three on years
1: old They broke up well I had to study
2: when <laughs> I had to study um the Branner and the Thompson, Shakespeare's mm. and things. So you think, that's, you think of them as together. Yes, you yes, see
1: them a lot. Yeah. They were very f- fundamental, mm. formative for Emma as she was growing up. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. She had a poster of both of them on each side of her room. Well, no, it was one poster that she tore down the middle. <laughs>
2: Thank you. Thank you for delving into my deepest, darkest secrets. Um, can I ask though? Do you know the real reason why they broke up? I, I know this.
1: I feel like it was because he was hitting it, but that's no, my guess. I
2: fully know this. He was—he had an affair <laughs> with um, Helena Bottom Carter. That is absolutely yeah. Bad. Who actually was her co-star in How it's End? Yes, yeah. I so remember. I only found this out literally. I go. <sighs> I found this out literally like six months ago, and I had absolutely no idea about it up until then. I, mm. I had no idea yeah I mean, Howard's End was 1992 but the actual separation was 95 so I don't know if she knew about it at the time of filming I don't know how long it went on I'd love to I know that hmm. they it, they had a very um, obviously they didn't like each other for a long time and I think it's only recently now that Emma Thompson's kind of answered the question and been like no it's water under the bridge like it's fine but I think for a while there was a lot of tension between
1: them <gasps> Mm. So at this point they split up, and on oh, you jumped, jumped a lot there. But before the split up, oh. oh, before the split up. Well, no, we've spoken about all the Shakespeare's they were in. Obviously, Howard's End that she was in with um, Helena Bonham Carter, mm-hmm. which we watched thinking it was uh, <laughs> Sense <and> Sensibility. But <laughs> by, by we, <laughs> I would say by we that is Jones and Emma. That's yeah. not that's not anyone else. That's just, it's those two. Um, oh dear. So what was? I can't think of what the next big thing that uh, she did. Well, sense, at this and point. *Sense and Sensibility* was the, it's probably one of the oh, yeah, most known Sorry, pieces. Oh we've through yeah. it.
2: Yeah. And who's watched that in the group? Is that you? I've watched it. I watched so, it once with my mum when I was younger.
1: But it's not one of the films we're talking about. But I, I did watch it. Um, I watched it, and I also it's because of the fact that Ang Lee directed it. What? Yeah, Ang Lee directed. You know, Crouching Tiger, Hidden yeah. Dragon, and The Incredible Hulk from 2003, and most recently Gemini Man directed Sense and Sensibility, obviously. Yes. And I just, I just couldn't put my head around it, to be honest. Um, and what did, it, did it feel Ang Lee? Oh yeah, the bit where the bit where she's running through the trees, floating yeah. um, <laughs> is my favourite bit. um it, it doesn't feel like it. It's a no, it, it's an okay film for what it is. It's not my sort of film. I'm not a big. I like a period piece, but. Has to be in the right time, and mm. this is not it for me. Unfortunately, mm. it's that oh, we are women; we have no money. Hopefully, a man will come and save us. I'm sorry, yeah. I don't. I don't really care. It's, it, I,
2: it's just mm. the book that it comes from is very, very typical of its time, so yeah. it doesn't surprise she, me. She's very I'm good in it, though. Surprised that she enjoys these roles, and I do think it's a very common theme with Emma Thompson that she plays a sort of beaten, cheated on, lied to woman very sort of beneath the man, considering that she's such a feminist, she opts for these piece, these particular roles. Yeah. Do you find that that's quite a common thread? Yes. I, it's a common thread, but I'm not actually... Considering the amount of study she's done on English literature, it doesn't surprise me massively that she goes for roles in things that are considered to be quite classic. Yeah, very true. I, d- I just thought she's quite... <sighs> I don't know. I I almost want to think of her as being forward.
1: Yes. And being
2: more sort of Mm. liberal and fighting for these women's rights. I'm surprised that I haven't seen her in more pieces where she is a strong woman. But maybe
1: it's that she's playing these parts and people might see themselves in those characters and then see her as herself and go, I can be strong too. The next film we're going to talk about With her, I think we do see her as a strong woman, but obviously I don't want to jump ahead to that one. Or a a strong catwoman in Treasure Planet. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) thought she
2: was in Treasure Planet. Do do
1: you have any bits between this and the next film? Any information or not? Because I'm quite happy to go through um, some of her other films. Just
2: a couple of comments on, again, personal life. Uh, Going back a tiny bit Sense and Sensibility, she had a co-star, Greg Wise. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you recognize yes, I, him. Yes,
1: I, I did, and I looked into that because when I was knew this was coming up, I had a little bit of an investigation. Mm. They, <laughs>
2: they started a relationship, and they are now married. Yep. Um, she claims that he saved her.
1: Yeah. So mm. he
2: sort of work saved her, and so did he. Uh, he picked up the pieces and put them together again. She quotes in a BBC Aww. Four um, interview that she did. They have a daughter, Gaia. Uh, that they achieved through IVF when Thompson was thirty nine, quite old to be having a child, really. Thirty nine. I mean, I think I women can. I
1: think women can do whatever they want nowadays. I don't know why you have. As, <laughs>
2: as, as, as the oh
1: feminist... <laughs> oh. He co-wrote We're Last th- Christmas sh- with her. Don't don't tell her. Don't tell her. We'll get back to that bit. Oh, yes. oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think as as yeah. as me and Josh are the feminists of the podcast, of we we believe that. <laughs> That's allowed, yeah. But,
2: uh, no. That's allowed,
0: please. <laughs> Thank, Thank, Thank you so much for that.
1: Funnily, funnily enough, though, it does seem, based off um, looking at her previous projects, p- post Branner, it slows down a lot for the few years afterwards. Like, she was in a few things a year from mm. the late 80s, and between 95 and 2003, where it really picked up again... Yeah, that she's in sort of one a year, if that. Well, Apart from ninety seven, but they're like little pieces and little yeah. bits and things, you know. Um, well, I mean, one of them an appearance on Ellen, so <laughs> I don't think All we, right. can, okay. Okay. we can count that. Um, but yeah, so she
2: clearly struggled, didn't she? Yeah, I mean, cl- clinical depression. Mm. It's but also that'll do it to you. Yeah, it, 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 it must it'll be taken out of you. It must be very difficult but to career wise go from having a good few solid years of having a consistent partner in your projects, not yeah. just in your personal life. And then when your relationship splits up, that splits up. So it, it must be, it must have been very, very difficult for her to have to suddenly transition to go out to doing these things by herself. Yeah, um, Rather than with somebody who's been consistently with her for a very long time. And she is, she's a phenomenal actress, but at some point in her life, she was relying on him. For yeah. Part. Yeah and productions and and pieces and in his projects really with his theatre company and his films that he he was achieving. So
1: seven years after Sense and Sensibility came out came Sense and Sensibility Deleted Scenes. There was a video short where she was just (laughs) at the deleted scenes. Don't go on there. Um, But the year after what happened in 2003?
2: Uh, Well in 2003 they adopted a Rwandan orphan boy (laughs) who was a former child soldier. Please, everyone forgive me for my pronunciation of this name.
1: No. Tindyeboa Agaba. Can you say it again for me, please? I didn't quite catch that.
2: Tindyeboa Agaba. Mm-hmm. Uh, they met at a refugee council event when he was 16, and they invited him oh, to come wow. and spend Christmas together in their home in Scotland, in a place called Danoon. <laughs> <laughs> Almost as good as the name pronunciation. Thank you so, very
1: much. So she adopted a 16-year-old kid? Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: but not just a child. He's a former child soldier.
1: So, yeah. I, it's more. It's more shocking. It sounds. It sounds more shocking that it's a sixteen-year-old that she's adopted. It's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not a trendy. It's a, a trendy yeah, kid to adopt. Yeah. You know those. Like, oh, juggling. I've gone off that sort of thing. It's. I've gone and adopted someone who actually needs my help and is a good person. Oh, hmm. yeah. um, also, in two thousand and three was the next film that we're going to be talking about. <laughs> not, um, I'm bringing it back. <laughs> I'm fucking steering this thing, <laughs> right? Which was.
2: Love Actually. Who oh, wants to do
1: the, the plot. entire plot for Love Actually in a minute? Go on, Karis. Yeah. Love Actually so in a minute.
2: There's so many. <laughs> <laughs> Are you joking? Can I have a minute for each plot? No. no. You have
1: a minute. Your time starts now so
2: listen now the only bit that you need to know about in love actually really is Rowan Atkinson who plays <laughs> a gift rapper and he consistently makes things awkward throughout the film I'm not I'm not going to explain this film in a minute I'm sticking <laughs> to don't... Rowan Atkinson
1: right, okay. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll, I'll have a go so that was yeah, really right. well so
2: achieved thank you we're <laughs> going I mean, to forego you.
1: that although I will I will bring back to that later because there's an interesting thing about it well you I mean better add film. he's very important no there is genuinely he actually is but um yes okay before Josh we, uh, oh.
2: sorry before we any <laughs> did you know that she wrote this yes I didn't I didn't know this then. where have maybe, I been then maybe I
1: didn't know this I <laughs> so um, I, go, I guess at Love Actually Love Actually bunch of different people getting ready for Christmas they all have dysfunctional families who want something done Emma Thompson and Alan Rickman are unhappy in marriage we also have Bill Nye as a failing Christmas singer who's making things really <laughs> awkward. We also have the guy from My Family wanting to go to America to get banged. We also have Featherboy and his dad Liam Neeson wanting to, wanting to be cool at the talent show. But don't worry, there's a girl who can also sing and she'll show up at some point. There's loads and you, of crap. Grimes on Elizabeth Snow. no. Now the Liam most, character. No, no. no his we, wife. Oh yeah, we'll get to that bit. <laughs> um, then we also have um, Rick from The Walking Dead, really likes Kira Knightley, but don't worry, there's a black man there to stop him. <laughs> and then we or Dussy or Dussie. <laughs> and also, all this whole time, the man who loves to have sex with prostitutes is prime minister, and also likes Martin McCutcheon, and it all works out at the end because of a school play. If you talk about these characters, did I did you, I do it yes. in a minute? You missed all no. the porn, <laughs> <But if laughs> it's with Stacey. Oh, it's it's you I forgot uh,
2: that one. if you talk I about, miss about Rowan Atkinson. I don't know.
1: <laughs> if you talk about all of these people as other characters that they are you have Stacy and Bilbo Baggins <laughs> you have Rick Grimes after got, rewind, Elizabeth rewind. Swan from Pirates of the Caribbean being Stacey. blocked by Chickwell Ediphal from, <laughs> <12 years laughs> from 12 a Years a slave. a slave
2: you've missed an important point that it's Stacy yeah, and yeah. Bilbo Baggins filming pornography
1: <laughs> yes yes that's how they meet I missed that point um you have who else I mean you have the woman from the uh, Actimel adverts uh, hitting <laughs> on a, a, a man who likes a prostitute and uh, yeah there's yeah. a few in- oh. there's a lot there's a lot going on in this the boyfriend I'm... taken has his wife taken abruptly and um... the man the man from taken you mean yeah um, it's <laughs> yeah it's a lot going on it's a long film as well it's it is. Two and a half hours. But does it feel it's 145 that long? minutes. Is what it is. Yeah, but, uh, it is. Only because someone asked me last night, and I guessed 143, and somehow I was only two minutes out. I don't know how. But What's the other way around, guess 142. Oh, it was only three minutes out. <laughs> yeah. <all> right, <laughs> you didn't even guess. Um, yeah, but it's a lot going on. There's lots happening there. Obviously, I think all of us have seen it. It's the right time of year that everyone's going to be watching it. It's mm-hmm. one of those quintessential yeah. British Christmas films that I think. I think so it's the quintessential British film. Yeah. So many have now tried to. Call, I forgot about Colin Firth as well. Oh! his okay. whole story yes. as well. I love um, Colin Firth. But honestly, there's King George um, <laughs> being hit on by a. Who's she? What, you, what else woman? is she in? I don't, no, I don't know. I don't
2: know her from any of the roles. She's not Anne.
1: Am- no. No, Am- no. no, she's not. No, she's. I think that's the Amintiville horror. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. It's one of those films that has been tried to be replicated many times with like New Year's new year's day valentine's day all these sort of like multiple stories of dysfunctional couples or people getting together over a brief time and it just nothing's quite landed as well as this one do you know why
2: i think that is i think the thing that made love actually work so well is the fact that it is so british and the other things Mm. that have tried to replicate it have been very american and i just don't think that it had it because of that it didn't have the little charm that Love actually did, and all its characters did. Yeah, you know? It's very witty. Yeah, it's a very fun, it is a very British witty funny film I could I could literally talk about this but the films, reason I the reason is also Christmas very film.
1: British it's also saying it's witty it's pithy it's got all that bit in there but it's also got the heart and the and yeah. the actual pain that people experience yeah. it's not all yeah it's right it's not like pain like oh, she didn't want to go on a date with me yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's literally there's, yeah. there's, families are breaking apart there's all these things happen people have died and it's, oh. it's and some of them, it's oh, already set up with the premise and you're dealing with it partway through. Yeah. Also, yes. in our little, sorry, just in our plot for this, we didn't even mention um, Emma Thompson and yes, Alan Rickman. Did. Yes, we did. Yeah, I did. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, missed that. Yeah, I did. Their, their story, Capital though, though in this film, I would I said, say,
2: not. is probably a, the most captivating story out of all of them. It's by far the most painful.
1: Oh, I oh, wouldn't say captivating. Sure. I think Colin Firth's the most Really? Yeah, he thinks La La Land's good his It's a mute at this point. I
2: actually, Colin Firth's storyline is the most captivating part of Love. Actually,
1: I think it's yeah, I think it's. You need to justify that right now. I think, no, I think it's the best. <laughs> I think it's the best storyline. I think it's. I think point. it's very really sweet, sweet, but it doesn't. Better, I think better, it's really sweet. Better than Liam Neeson and Featherboy because that's a wonderful story. love, that I love storyline. That. You've also got. I love Colin Firth. <laughs> Colin's no, first no. is the most Any nothingy. No, no, it's not role. at all. It's not at all the Any most Any of the nothing-y. other men in this it's, film could have played that role. It completely breaks it it shows that love transcends language and borders.
2: Yes, but Liam Neeson. No. One. She gets her baps out and jumps into <laughs> the lake to get some water and that's the moment oh, he no, decides he no, no, likes no, no, her. No, no it's, yes, it's it absolutely is, not. Uh, not.
0: Can we just point
2: out that we're missing the fact here that Liam Neeson's one is very important because it gives Emma Thompson the number one line in this film that I absolutely love, which is, you need to stop crying or no one will ever shag you. Exactly. And that's a very valid point, Josh. Oh, Take it does note. have the other one as well. The,
1: what, what, could be, what could be more awful than the pain of love? <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a great film and... Start to finish is fabulous. Funny enough, you mentioning Rowan Atkinson. Rowan Atkinson, originally, in the original script for this, it was a nearly three-hour-long film, and he was a much larger part. The whole point was that he was like the angel of Christmas. Oh, good God, <laughs> <Nice. Josh. laughs> He was like the angel of Christmas, and it was... he was going to be involved in every single one, sorting out... Or not sorting out, but just Being influencing yeah. a certain aspect of all of them. Because obviously, you have him gift wrapping, and you have him at the end in the airport. Those are the ones they kept in. But there were points where he was involved in yeah. all of them originally. Have they ever released a director's cut of it, I'd or love did they to ever film that, that bit, mm. or not? Was it just? Was it no, no, built? it was it was it was in script process.
2: And I think I'll be perfectly honest. The only reason I think that Emma Thompson, Alan Rickman's story, and this is so important is because it's the it's the one out of all of them that after all these years of watching it every Christmas and and seeing it for the first time when I was really little, is that I'm still pissed off at Alan Rickman. (laughs) (laughs) And this is the thing. We said earlier that they were in an unhappy marriage. Well, actually there's no sign of that at the beginning of this film I think they were happy that's the I thing And that's the thing isn't it it's not that they were struggling or that anything was wrong or, but that you say I that. don't
1: think he was unhappy in his relationship I think it's just it's, it falling almost into the monotony of a regular relationship mm. and, and, and it it. suddenly it's the it's grass is greener wait, it's yes. so, it's suddenly he's getting recognition from someone else he's thinking oh I could do this I, I could do something a long it, it's not going to go any further it's not going to go any further Yeah. yeah. oh it's not going to go oh by buy a present now. I've done this now it's just where does the line yeah. get drawn yeah. and
2: I think the awful thing about it is that like and I think it's very clever the way they did it it's never like it, in other examples like for example with Colin Firth's brother at the beginning having mm. an affair with mm. his wife it's made explicitly clear that they're very definitely sleeping together mm. whereas with Alan Rickman's relationship with the person in his work you never quite know how far it's gone As and Emma yeah. Thompson says it she says is it just a necklace is it necklace and sex is it a necklace and a relationship
1: is it a sexless you you uh... <laughs> you
2: need to get out
1: (laughs) or was it sexless that's
2: (laughs) but like you never know how far it's gone but you just know that in his head he's made this emotional commitment to someone else and that's what's horrible and what i find is when i watch it back is i don't hate alan rickman's character but i absolutely despise the girl from the office yes and that's where that's where i think that it becomes such a good story because that could literally happen to anyone, anyone. Yeah. and it's not necessarily that he's even done anything technically at this point oh. wrong because he hasn't kissed or he hasn't cheated yeah. or he slept with those. the her. worst
1: scene or well, the best scene in this entire thing it's the worst scene yeah. and the best scene is the scene where she gets given the present oh, yeah. and it's not the necklace and she goes and off she, just cries. Yeah. she cries in the other room cries herself rides out and goes right let's go on I'm a yeah. mother now I have to go on it's like oh this really is really <laughs> it's the one bit because yeah. I'm, I'm going to be honest now I'm going to say this and everyone's going to hate You're it Oh no no no! I cry in everything, but <laughs> I I'm not as big into love actually as everyone else is. I I struggle with Christmas films as a whole. I don't really yeah. I don't really enjoy Christmas films. I just go mm-hmm. and this is why I say Alan Rickman's second best Christmas film is this one. His best one is Die Hard, and people <laughs> will hate me hate me for it. Yes, but I think <laughs> I think that storyline that's in there and that scene alone makes this film yeah. for me. And I, I enjoy yeah. the other bits. I, I like fucking uh, Andrew Lincoln like don't say anything I'm just a carol I'm oh, just going to the drop these <laughs> Oh, look the at this the worst storyline ever that one I'm, I'm that bit. I'm to yes <laughs> <often, laughs> <just> because you <laughs> love cheese you love <laughs> it's, it's I do love it's cheese it's this man yeah.
2: forcing this newlywed woman to stand there he
1: it, does By the way force her he has been
2: secretly filming as well that she finds out and she's quite clearly oh, uncomfortable yeah. with it maybe he's a bit weird but we're made to sympathise with him she kisses him it's not a romantic kiss though, it's a uh, thank you very much leave me alone like, kiss on the cheek.
1: i got to be honest, it feels like you're getting the wrong emotional te- points <laughs> from every character in this film. It's almost like you've watched this, as if an alien watched it for the first time and went, ah yes, humans like this, <laughs> humans, humans like that, That bad, that's bad, that's bad. I, I don't understand.
2: I have to, just to bring it back, I'm going to be the person who brings it back actually for this bit, but that um, scene that we're talking about with Emma Thompson... She has actually come out and said that her whole inspiration for that was when she found out that Kenneth Branagh had slept with someone else. Oh, my God. Oh, um, so when you watch that scene back, it's like... It's real. Oh, oh and, it's, it's, and it's, it's made even more painful then because you just mm. think she's had to do this. Yeah. She's actually had to live that.
1: Also, the craziest thing about this film is there's so many actors in there and I don't think anyone does it poorly. I think no. 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 everyone no. does it well. I love Oh, no, I don't like the, the little American girl.
2: oh she was like 10
1: the one who was on um, Celebrity (laughs) X no she was she was bad
2: (laughs) I personally as well and this is such a little side because you don't really find out until like the end of the film really but Emma Thompson's lovely relationship with Hugh Grant as a brother, and it's such a like side little side yeah. story, but I love it. I think they're so cute. Their relationship yeah. is really lovely. I would have loved to have seen more of them. Yeah. Well, that's the, yeah.
1: that. Yeah, that, and that's the other great thing is that all of them are involved. Like all of them, it all links. It all links because there. And then there were cuts. There were cut scenes actually who, that have been filmed. So you have. Um, There's a scene where Andrew Lincoln is talking to the girl who um, Alan Rickman buys the necklace for, Mm. Um, and that's how, because she's she's the one who's organising the Christmas party to be in his gallery, Yes, and there's that scene that got cut from the main film. Which makes a little okay. more sense.
2: And there's another bit as well where they're actually in Kira Knightley's wedding party and it's the girl who ha- is in love with Carl in her office. Mm. And I think it's Andrew Lincoln as well. And mm. she's turns to him and says, what, what do you think this is? Like the worst wedding to in the world? Cut. That's in there. Is it? No, yeah. that is in there. I don't yeah. know. That's what I'm, I'm saying. There's oh, right. a nice little link. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Then they play S Club Junior's <laughs> version of Puffy Love outstanding <laughs>
1: so <laughs> I think it's quite clear that it's all shot well it's, all, it's written the writing on it is tight even though it's a long film yeah. it's all tight there's a reason for it all mm. and it's enjoyable it's,
2: it's intricate Yes. Mm. so difficult to write something like that where all the characters can so nicely and neatly intertwine yeah. and yeah mm-hmm. it's a long film but when you watch it to me it doesn't feel long no
1: no, it doesn't. But I mean, it feels like it. Was the only time it ever felt films. long
2: watching it. it was the first time I went to see it. I was eleven. I snuck in to see it with a bunch of girls that were older than me, and I had a horrific chest infection and spent the entire film trying not to breathe because if I breathed, then I coughed, and it was—I was just the most horrendous experience of my life. Um, but also in this lovely political climate um, I would like to say that all this film does is confirm to me that Hugh Grant is the best prime minister that this country has ever had <laughs> <And> I completely <laughs> agree so ratings. ratings
1: yeah we'll start with Paris oh, on the end
2: I'm giving it five whole naked Bill Nye's oh <laughs> Nye's. Emma um oh. I don't think that you can possibly give it anything else other than five whole American kisses at the airport. <laughs> uh, yes,
1: yeah, five storylines out of five. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm giving it four drop boards. I'm only giving it a four. I mean, I think it's very. I think everything's very good in it. I just think you could have done. Like I said, there's so much more you could have expanded from. It. I think you could have removed certain stories have done and it done it, done things. <laughs> I think it could have been done in a better way. Like, I just that's interesting. And that's though. outside what? outside of my. Like, I, I would. What would got, you drop? I would get rid of the Stacy and Bilbo scenes. I don't. Yeah, see You, get, get you can from. get rid of that storyline. To be honest, you could get rid of um, the My Family guy. You could get rid of his story, mm. and you could expand on the other ones. I, oh,
2: not Colin and his big knob.
1: Yeah, but you know what I mean. <laughs> But there's, there's certain storylines that I feel, although are fun and enjoyable and make it better, are superfluous to the rest of the story. I'd rather have focus on the other bits in there if mm. I was going it. But I think it's a very good... And if it was going on my personal taste, I would have probably given about three and a half. Oh, but it's just,
2: three slutty office assistants. It. <laughs> but um, I, give
1: it, I give it a four. All right, so after this, what Oh, Angels in America, what's, same yeah. year. And we talked about it last week with... Um, Mr. Patrick Wilson Patrick Wilson who got nominated for Emmys and BAFTAs for his performance in this yeah. it's also got Meryl Streep and Al Pacino in it it's meant to be amazing and I just have never seen it Angels in America no I've never seen it we have uh, do you have I just want to do, have you got any more notes between here and where we go in the future or can we just jump between the films no go quick
2: jump cool. jump away
1: next we've got Harry Potter oh, oh well sure. she is amazing yeah. in Harry Potter yes yeah, the
2: there would have be been nobody else that could have played that role as well as she could if I'm mm-hmm. honest
1: and um, then we get Nanny McPhee which I really like as a film I think it's, I think it's not a great film I, it's not like a, oh it's a four or five star film it's, 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 you're looking about two and a half three yeah. but it's a really enjoyable kids film that was the first Nanny McPhee that I saw in the cinema or the first Nanny McPhee <laughs> that Emma, Emma Thompson that I saw in the cinema that, that one film called <laughs> Nanny McPhee was the first Nanny McPhee I ever saw but also, wasn't Nanny McPhee that, it, that's an older story than this film yeah it? it's a much older story <laughs>
0: we oh, ever.
1: Yeah. Um, Stranger Than Fiction, great film. She's fabulous in it. With Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. With Will Ferrell she, shouting at the Sky. Yes, have you ever seen uh, this guy? I've not. I've not seen this on It's too. fabulous. Str- 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 Stranger Than Str- Fiction, yeah, he's, he's uh, the lead character in a story that she's writing and he suddenly can start hearing her narration and it says, and little did he know that he was going to die in two weeks. And oh, and, and he's like trying to... It's, it's a really, it's Find a, the author. It's a good. Oh. It's a good film. It's not the mess film. It's a good no, film. It's a good film, though. And then the other Harry Potter, I Am Legend. I Am Legend. I still
2: remember being in I Am Legend. No, voice.
1: She's a voice in it. Yeah, she's just the one you get over over the speakers where he's like trying to oh, synthesise oh, the cure right. and stuff like okay. that. So she's very well. I mean, I Am Legend was meant to be just one person really, well, two, mm. three people. Mm. Um, and then they, they added that great ending. Yeah, with well, but, yeah. <laughs> There's two endings. The one that they actually had, and the one that they yeah. Then edited for American audiences because the Americans didn't like it being so bleak. Yeah. <laughs> um, which happens a lot, unfortunately, when they do the test viewings. Um, Br- I can't think of any of the other things that I've Head Revisited, I've never, never heard Last Chance Harvey. Oh, I've heard of yes. that, but I haven't seen it. And Education, I think, I don't know, I've done about The Boat That Rocked is Great, which Lovely has been now been. Pirate Radio. Pirate Radio. It was, it was uh, marketed as Pirate Radio um, in America originally. no, oh, is it? So it's Pirate Radio. So they Radio.
2: couldn't call it that? Why?
1: Um, I think The Boat That Rocked is what, it was based on a book Yeah, it's called a book. It's but a then book. it didn't, I didn't think it played, again, with American audiences, they called it Pirate Radio, oh. so they understood roughly what was going on, because obviously it's, they were in a boat as well. Right. And it's like, that. it's like the new thing, um, like, what's it, Le Mans and... Oh yeah, it's sixty-five, and then it's just in America. It's called Ford versus Ferrari. It's because... Ford sorry, it's Le Mans sixty-six <laughs> okay. here. Yeah. So it's, it's it's they they change the names depending on how well it's going to play to the audience. Mm. We'll normally get basically to... we get the intelligent ones, and they it, get the, it does, it the does, glamour. It tends to be yeah, more okay. more. What's the word I'm looking for? you can infer ideas mm. from it with the mm. with international terriers, uh, titles the Americans need to know what it is otherwise they won't go to it Nanny McPhee and the Big Bang which stars the great Featherboy um, no Featherboy's in this one yeah. as well Featherboy right? was yeah. in the first one yeah uh, this one oh, wasn't, don't worry. this one was um, sorry this was the second Nanny McPhee this is the second one, one. <laughs> which is uh, <laughs> no it has the the bloke who was in he's in the Revenant he's got the thick eyebrows he was also in Donald Gleason. No, no. You know the one in the Revenant who was with Tom Hardy for most of it? Oh, uh, Will... Um, Poulter. Will Poulter, the guy who was mm. in Meet the Millers. We're the Millers. We're the Millers. Oh, the sings the, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chasing DLC. yeah. Um, then we get some more Harry Potter. We get her in Men in Black 3. That was good. I Men in Black 3 that. was good. It was right. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was another Men in Black. You can't... i seen it. I enjoy nope. the Men, Men in, in Black films. Men in Black 1's good. Men in Black 2's Good Men in Black threes a bit there. Oh, I just like that it was more Men in Black. I think it's they, they, it, Men in Black three is one with Josh Brolin, isn't it? And they go back to time and tell me basically get rid of Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. So I'm not happy about that. It'd then some cool. more. Uh, then some Playhouse Presents, which is a TV series, which yep. is a bit there. Uh, brave. I didn't realize she was in the, the film Brave either. She's the mum. Yeah. She's the 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 mum of all the. It makes sense. So the does tribe. The, yeah. Does she have a thing. Scottish
2: accent in Brave? Yeah, she yes. does. Yeah. She identifies as Scottish Her dad obviously Being Scottish helps She doesn't She doesn't an She doesn't She doesn't She has does does an yeah. A Scottish accent Yeah she yeah. has A Scottish
1: accent in that as well God She I'll goes that she, loves, brain. she loves She loves A Scottish accent When Jackson. you need me But don't you want me <laughs> <laughs> She sounds just like nice. that, <laughs> <laughs> there's, that. A re- there's a reason why Josh and her Don't get on Because they keep repeating to the same parts um, <laughs> Then we get <laughs> then we get to the love punch in 2013, but mm-hmm. more importantly, we move on to Saving Mr. Banks. Ah, that was one of Which the is films. one of our films we're meant to be talking about mm. this plot in a minute. Wait. Who's going to um, do this? Oh, I'll do this one. Cause shall we've I do this We've, one? Had, we've had a trial. <laughs> what <are> you've had <laughs> In that, well, that, I mean... We've had a trial run from Keris. <laughs> I'm just going to talk about something I want to talk about instead of plot.
2: Listen, if you ask me to sum up 12 million plots in <laughs> one minute, I am going to pick the one that
1: I think is most important. Which is the one. Um, okay, so, Save <laughs> Mr Banks. This is a story about the woman who wrote um, Mary Poppins and her well, her troubles to give the rights to Disney and their troubles trying to receive them. It Takes place with a few, basically within the time period that she was in Disneyland trying to give the rights over and deciding how the film was going to go. Has many flashbacks to her life in Australia where we realised that Mr Banks was actually her father and written as that part. So eventually it comes round in that they decided to make Mr Banks a good person in the film and that's how she gets the rights given to What's interesting about that Josh is that you described that very much as you said she's from Australia originally as an Australian person talks he was like uh, <laughs> <and> now <laughs> I've got to through all the words. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of humming and ahhing at the beginning there. I was like he's, he's wasted 20 seconds going um and ah. Yeah, I but like, I still it did it didn't I. didn't I? You did. <laughs> <laughs> is yeah. it because it's not a lot of plot there but very well acted? I think um, this is a great film. I think I mean, That's not what I'm arguing I'm saying is there enough plot?
2: I think that there is the plot, yes, there is enough plot. It's, they struggle to get through it, I think, in the sense that ye, there's a very big misunderstanding from the very beginning, isn't there? Is Disney want the rights because they want yep. to put a production? She doesn't want to give the rights. They think it's just because she's a pain in the ass, old, typical British woman. But actually, it's the fact that this piece means so much to her. It's so much more personal than anyone is understanding. And that's why she's so protective over it. So I think it just takes a while to break down the plot it's, yeah, its barriers. There,
1: but do you prefer, because there's sort of two storylines that go on, you've got the backstory which is her as a child and then you've got the later story. Do you have a preference? Which bits do you find yourself enjoying more? The bits with Colin Farrell being her dad in Australia or the actual modern day where you've got Paul Giamatti as a taxi driver?
2: I don't think you can separate them. I think they're both, absolutely integral to the piece I don't, I don't think you should view them as two separate plots mm-hmm. I know that they're two different stories but they very much make up one film I don't yeah. think that they are, what do you think?
1: Um, I found myself the flashbacks I, while they're enjoyable and obviously integral to the story I liked Colin Farrell's performance but mm. there was very little else in them that i found myself enjoying i sort of wanted well, i found myself wanting to get back to the modern story with um emma thompson and tom hanks that and that bit of the story whenever we were in the flashbacks yeah um not that it dragged but i felt i felt like i wanted more of sort of her and her interactions with them. I thought the the Sherman brothers in it are phenomenal. The people who make the music, yeah. Jason Schwartzman and B J Novak. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, They're they were fantastic. They were absolutely brilliant.
2: But so is um, Tom Hanks. Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks. Or Disney. Well, <laughs> uh, we're going talk about Tom Hanks.
1: Honestly, Tom Hanks, I will talk about all day, and I, I don't think he does bad performances. Tom no. Hanks. Mm-mm. I no. don't. Th- I don't think he does bad. I, I, yeah, he can choose any film he wants. If someone goes, I'm going to do this. Um, we need. Uh, pick me black man to do it Tom says, goes I'm doing it right we'll rewrite we it for you <laughs> <laughs> That's that's the sort of level with Tom it is but it, I, I think he's very good in this I, I watched yeah. this about when we were originally going to do this so about five months ago so mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was, was a while ago we were originally going to be doing um, an Emma Thompson episode so I watched watched it then but he was very good so I thought again they were all very well played Absolutely. even, mm-hmm. even Colin Farrell, I thought, as her dad was. Colin Farrell was great, great. To me,
2: that was a knockout performance. And you and
1: don't expect it. it no. like you don't expect it from Colin Farrell, no. even though I don't think he does bad performances either. I think you just. No. You're either going to get. I'm a little drunk Irishman performance, or you get an actual I'm solid... drunk
2: Englishman in this case. Yeah, but that's
1: the sort of thing you get...
2: I do find with Colin Farrell, because like, he had such a reputation when I was younger for being a guy who was largely partying and drunk and stuff, that I, I never really expect his performances to be good, and then it's, I'm shocked by it's them. A bit, yeah. um,
1: it's a bit Robert Downey Jr., isn't it? It's like an yes, Irish Robert yes. Downey Jr. Yeah. It's that sort of off-the-rails, and then actually when they're a bit more out out of the black Yes. Yeah. they're quite good yeah uh, the only issue I have with this film I think is I, I, I don't know how what, what obviously what it was so I understand the story and all that sort of thing but it's obviously been put in place it's direct, done by the Disney Corporation in a, in a way to humanise Walt Disney isn't it rather than us going Walt Disney was a terrible person and that sort of oh, thing it, and, 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 yeah. this, and this is trying to make a go Hey, he's not actually that bad. Although he's a bad guy, he's not that bad. He's actually an all right person. He's very misunderstood. Yeah. And really, you, uh, you hear about what he's done and it's not.
2: <laughs> it starts off portraying him as, I think, the idea of what we have as what is Yes, yeah. In the sense that he's laughing to his secretary about, um to Tommy, about the fact that she's going to be a pain in the ass about this, that she wants... He does, she doesn't want the character Mr Banks to have a moustache, that that was something that he adamantly wants and he doesn't seem to justify any reason as to why and that's what I thought I had of my mind as Mr., um, As Walt Disney being. That sort of, I want it, therefore it exists, this is how it'll be, she will give me the rights sort of character and I think that's the first sort of impression you have of him. Mm. But then towards the end of the film, it does break it down and it is true what this, the sort of storyline that he has where he visits her in England towards the end... And he divulges his life and he says, I too had a really unhappy childhood. My dad was awful to me. I had to go out in the snow to deliver my dad's paper rounds because he wouldn't pay for, he wouldn't pay for staff. Twice a day I had to do that. I froze. He didn't give me the right shoes. I didn't have the right um, equipment. And I would sometimes pass out in the snow as a child. I was only eight years old. And this is what my life Mm. was like as a kid. And it does, you are absolutely right. It does Disneyfy." Yeah, it does, isn't it? version that's, of that's... Disney. But you can empathise with yeah. that.
1: But I feel like, it, yeah, but there's points in that film that it almost feels like you're waiting for woodland creatures to start s- swimming down <laughs> to jump on. <laughs> it. It, it feels like they are trying to push it too hard. But I understand it entirely and it does tell the story in the way that it needs to be told. And, and yeah. it is how, how they got the rights by yeah. him being able to relate and having that conversation. How much of it is, because obviously it's inspired by two events, how much of it is exactly what happened and how much they've they've,
2: they've tinted it they play the footage at the Mm. end Um, P.L. Travers she insisted on having every meeting recorded with Disney so that she had evidence of what Mm. was being decided and confirmed and they play that at the end and you can absolutely hear from her voice that she is as Emma Thompson who I think is a masterpiece in that film I think she's such a talent Mm. Emma Talented if you will (laughs) but the way that you can just absolutely hear that she's perfectly mimicked that voice that's the inspiration.
1: Sorry, we've, I'm just watching oh, again. <laughs> sure it's, like la- it's like having a laugh track, it's great. Oh, <laughs> <you see> it? <laughs> I can't help it. No, I know no, you can't, it's really nice. <laughs> but, um, it's Emma, really Emma Thompson nice. is fabulous. She is. And, She's a novice. But <laughs> I, I'd, I'd quite like to talk about who you haven't seen in many other films. I have seen him in countless other films, and I think he's Seven. brilliant in all of them. Seven films. Um, <laughs> Paul Giamatti. I love he's Paul Giamatti. So yeah, he's so good in this him. as well. And he's so lovely. And normally he's yes. a bit of a twat. <laughs> it's a, very
2: different, it's a, car- a different character. Paul Giamatti
1: yes. is brilliant in every film he does. Yeah. You're but looking he's so good in this. Karius is looking at me like, who's Paul Giamatti? Who is Paul Giamatti? Um, he was in uh, Big Fat Liar with um, Malcolm in the Middle. Um, he he's was also driver. in John Adams. He was oh, the I Rhino like in Spider Man. Yes. he was in Love and Mercy. He was in Love and Mercy. He was in our last review that we did, <laughs> like actual written review. He was in Ironclad as <laughs> Yes, he was King John. <laughs> but he was actually in one of the films that we discussed yeah. and reviewed now as well. So yeah, yes. where he's phenomenal in Love yeah. and Mercy. Love yeah. and Mercy is amazing. He's he's great. But oh, I love that film. He's he, so he plays sort of the character that almost humanizes her. I know, yeah. obviously, her chats with Walt and the the backstory do, but he has the moments with her where you go, oh, this is like you do, you feel sorry for her, and you see sort of under the tough exterior. He,
2: I think it's because <laughs> his character still. As awful as she is to him, like, for example, when he brings her the tea, because Mm. he can see that she's having her lunch break outside that day. She's picking leaves. He goes out his way to bring her tea. (laughs) The first thing she does is pour it out in front of him and tell him that you shouldn't have brought it to me in a paper cup. But (laughs) his character still laughs and smiles and acknowledges that this is just who she is. And Yeah, it allows her... She's a horrible
1: person in this as well. She she is. is. Yeah, that's it. She is, really. She's
2: difficult, she's rude, she's abrupt. There's nothing (laughs) likable about her.
1: But, all in all, I think a really, really good film great film Absolutely. really good film
2: that, that one moment where she writes down the list of because he's, he talks in this, this film the, his character his daughter has uh, she's disabled she's in a wheelchair and he says the reason I concern myself with the weather so much is because I need to know what it's like to know whether my daughter can be inside or cooped up and I think that that one moment where she hands him and I'm actually getting upset thinking about it where she hands him the paper of the list of celebrities that all have difficulties
1: Oh, you're going to oh. cry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I-, I thought you were crying because you kept forgetting to face the microphone when you were talking. <laughs> That's something else. Um, it's Honestly, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. I mean, you're doing what, basically what I did when I was talking about Emma Thompson at finding the, the necklace in the other one. She just... Oh, yeah. She's, she's great. Yeah. Yeah. What would you give this as a rating, though, as a film?
2: I really enjoyed this film. I think I would give it... I think I'm gonna go and give it four and a half. Playwrights <laughs> <laughs> or Schmeckle.
1: <laughs> what would you give it then, Josh? Yeah, I'd, I'd give it, um, yeah, four and a half dancing but penguins. What, uh,
2: how do you round it up to five?
1: I What's give, different? I give it my, I give this a four, four Chimcharus. Because Chimcharus, a, f- a five is like a masterpiece, it's, a perfect it's, film. I mean, I give fives out for a lot of things, and it's. it's it's, it's all hard subjective. To get, it's ha- It's harder to get a five than it is to get from like a four to a four and a half. A, a five is like, it's a four and a half is a five without that. Mm factor. I mean, I mean, re- in reality, it's all down to your own personal preference. Yeah. You look at certain films. Film, you like a five star film. You go in there. You go, "Wow, it was all right, wasn't it?" But you know, it's love it action. Sounds, yeah. Oh no, no, Action for you, no, love action. La La Land for you. La-, La La Land I've already told you by all accounts was film. a five star film it was
0: garbage
1: garbage <laughs> <three laughs> garbage is what it was yeah, but, I, but you guys stopped. are fighting nearly every are no. in the what's world what's really funny is no. I was doing something in work the other day with all different levels of the company busy doing some nominations and we brought up La La Land and every person around the table went yeah that was crap wasn't it without La <laughs> La La no. being it completely
2: wasn't. vulgar the reason why critics loved it right, was because it was Hollywood basically masturbating all over itself that's <laughs> the reason why the critics liked no. it and,
1: and Josh is a foyer so it worked <laughs> really <for laughs> well um, so we'll move on I suppose from from uh, save Mr. Banks because mm. he's now saved um, so saved his head's now frozen so That's shall we move that. on <laughs> what? Mr. Banks no, no, Mr. is Disney. the character I was Mr. Disney, Disney. <laughs> Mr. Disney I was going to pick out a couple of other ones that she's done mm-hmm. between this and the next one so you got I'm trying to think of any ones that I've seen really um, Everyone seen Bridget Jones's Baby? No. Not at all. I have oh, no <laughs> well, idea. Oh, Burnt. Sorry. I, yeah, I went past Burnt. Wasn't
2: well. there another Bridget Jones that where she got there. locked up in Thailand yeah. or something? And I was like, i have not interested and they in this all they all like a virgin. From. Oh, no, they don't. <laughs> the I've only himself. watched the first yeah, and the second do. one, which I love. the first and the second one, to be honest. The first one I do think is a Christmas film and I love it. Um, so but... this one's the fourth. Something Bridget like Jones' baby was
1: the worst. Bridget Jones and a it bad should, film. It, three and four
2: <laughs> should never have be been made. Who was Emma Thompson's character in that?
1: She was the doctor. The doctor who tells her that she's she got, got a baby. baby.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nice.
0: Good. Moving
1: on. I mean, I mean, uh, that's what the doctor would do. Um, and then we move on to Beauty, and the, the twenty seventeen Beauty and the Beast. Oh, oh yeah, it's it Mrs. Potts. It was I so I have not seen it. Couldn't, couldn't have had anyone else as Mrs. Potts. Though. Honestly,
2: I actually thought that this ad, that this reworking of it was brilliant, and I didn't expect to like it. And I didn't really
1: like the new Lion King. I just so. don't like Emma Watson. That's I don't think issue. she's the right choice so. Ever wants some <laughs> <laughs> but it's course,
2: she was brilliant as Mrs. Potts, and then having like Ewan McGregor as Lumiere mm. and Ian McKellen as the clock dude I yeah. can't remember Cogsworth. his name Cogsway. the clock dude amazing yeah. amazing it was fab I loved it you
1: know clock dudes <laughs> the, but this this year I mean this year was quite a, a big year for her really. every, every film she does there is a great film it's very Beast good and the book. Beast was good the, uh, the Merowitz stories Merowitz stories I don't know if you guys have I seen it I've never seen it so it is it is on Netflix I it think. is it's, it's a Netflix, Netflix film oh was it a Netflix, Netflix. film it was a Netflix Sorry. film so it's and it's basically a really sort of true to life it's it's a masterpiece of script writing this it is it really because is because it's totally natural talk it's got Ben Stiller it's got um, oh god who's the dad in it oh is this it's got Adam Sandler, no. Dustin Hoffman yes, Ben Stiller and Emma okay. Thompson and they are they're a family, but the the way that it, they speak is they will interrupt each other much like we have been doing where you do, <laughs> no no where bits go over each other and you yeah. sort of talking. Yeah. Th- it's very natural language and it's really well done and it's just sort of a, a slice of life. Does almost the
2: gorny weaver plays the gorny weaver.
1: Yes. Yes. She does. Amazing. Okay. <laughs> it's honestly, but a really it's really good, good, one. good. And Ben Stiller and um, uh, and Sandra what? as brothers actually. Works Oops. quite well. <laughs>
2: I watched
1: the Graham Norton. Oh, for this actually. Damn, sorry, I didn't mean to take off. The person yeah. who wrote it is the person who wrote the squid and the whale, Greenberg, things like. And Francis uh, yeah, Hat. Okay. He, he's written some amazing pieces. Yeah. like Very mm-hmm. well written, and they are tend to be. They do tend to be focused around Jewish families. Mad- Madagascar has similar sort of issues. Yeah. Madagascar. <laughs> exactly as I said. Totally Jewish families, families having <laughs> issues, and a lot for um, W.Here's Anderson, Fantastic Mr. Fox, Life Aquatic. Yeah. Yeah, it's that which again is all very dialogue-driven mm. sort of films. But yeah, and it's this is a very good film. It's a good performance from her. You said you watched the Graham Norton for it. I what?
2: did. Yeah, and all of them um, apart from Dustin Hoffman, who <laughs> had. um the shits, naked. <laughs> <laughs> they oh <laughs> but uh, they're talking to him about the sort of like their funny stories on set, and one story that Emma Thompson says was that she was filming. Sorry, it's not to do directly with this film, but says it's funny. it comes up. Hmm. She said that she was in a trailer filming a film about the Clintons. <laughs> filming a film. Filming a film about the Clintons. Um, it didn't say which character she's playing. I. I had only assumed Hillary, mm. but I don't know, I, d- I didn't do any further research, but she yep. was in this trailer on her own, um, and the phone rings, that she didn't even realise she had, so she picks it up, and it's Donald Trump, and he's here that she's doing this film on politics, and this is obviously way before um, anything, that him becoming president. No, yeah. 2017. The 2017. Fi- this particular film?
1: It's she said
2: that it was before oh. he became president, mm. in well, the, story.
1: the Only then? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, okay,
2: but, um, anyway. Anyway, he asked her out on a date and she was so shocked the only <laughs> response she had was can I get back to you? Because she oh, didn't. She to... she
1: didn't believe it was him to start with, so she, she... said, "Fuck off." off.
2: <laughs>
1: <That> when <was laughs> I said hi. This is Donald Trump. She thought I was taking off. the piss, so she went, "Oh, fuck off." <laughs> he was like, "No, it's, it's me." That's,
2: that's such a perfect she response. Said, At this point in time, I only knew him for his faceless, stupid architecture and nothing else. <laughs> um, but she said she so wishes she could go back in time and say yes, just to purely see if his hair off his head actually rips off like mm. a wig. <laughs> (laughs) And
1: and So, so the third film... Yeah, go for it. I was about to say exactly the same thing. (laughs) And the the third film from uh, 2017 was one of the other ones that we have watched, uh, The Children Act. Hmm. Well, we all have, apart from Paul Kerris.
2: Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I, I widely know this one from you guys as... The one where Emma Thompson is a pedo.
1: That's not. No, what that's we not. Said. That's not what we said. Not. <laughs>
2: Those were the words of someone else. Yes, absolutely. someone else Yeah, no, I knew that too. I Always feel, I feel like <laughs> I'll
1: cover my. I'll cover mine and Josh's back here and say someone else. <laughs> um, so plot in a minute for this. Anyone? Um, Any takers? Did I, I
2: not just do it with Emma Thompson?
1: No, I did. You so, so you've done one. You've done one. Ah, oh, it's going to be sort of up in the air. That's, that wasn't her. That was George cleaning. Josh, you're oh. going to do <laughs> it <laughs> for that one joke. So, um. can I have the plot for this in under a minute, starting now? So, Emma Thompson is a barrister. Um, oh no, she's, sorry, she's a judge. justice judge. Um, and <laughs> she <laughs> is. T- she takes many cases that involve um children. She um, works in family she's law. A she works right in right family. Law. Law, yeah. yeah, children rights law. Um. I'm doing a good job. Thank you for helping me out, you two. And (laughs) she takes this one particular case um, regarding a child who is a Jehovah's Witness who needs a blood transfusion. For them, it's uh, the mixing of souls. It's very frowned upon. She ends up ruling that the transfusion should go ahead. The child survives, becomes an adult. He was just before his 17th birthday, or uh, 18th 18th. birthday, and uh, starts to follow her right to her and it's sort of the relationship that unfolds between them um, um, whilst she's, whilst also, she's struggling also struggling with her marriage to um, Stanley, Tucci. Stanley Tucci, who is a lecturer and has outright told her that he's going to have an affair, and he goes and does it. <laughs> and, that's, and, then it's, uh, Whoa. and then by the end of it, we see the, the child, uh, well, the young man now. Um, yeah. He doesn't take anymore, and he eventually he passes he dies, away. Yeah. Um, and then she gets back together with her husband, eventually forgives him.
2: Hang on a minute. So Mm. Sandy Two G literally turns around to her and says, "He says I'm going to have an affair." Yeah, yes. And she says, and she's like, "What are
1: you joking?" And he says, "Well, no, I'm just telling you because I love you and I do love you, but you
2: don't pay me any attention. We don't have sex. This isn't how we used to be. This is your warning. Do you love me, or am I having this sexual affair? But I'm still coming home to you in the night." Wow. Okay. Um, Yeah, it's it's
1: quite. It's so it's a book written by. Um, a person <laughs> Ian McEwen. for <laughs> anyone who's into books he's quite a big author and it's it is quite um, I feel like that's a thinly like I think that was a thinly veiled uh, dig at me earlier no, okay. when it was written by Ian McEwen and I you gave you just a blank didn't, face you just didn't know. <laughs> and then you've got if anyone's into books yeah yeah <laughs> no but, <laughs> that's, but it's as a computer no, scientist sorry, I am <laughs> it's quite a gritty story
2: yeah, there's a lot of layers to
1: this. Like an onion. Much um, <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, this is, this is at this point, because we are going to, at the end, we will rank all the films that we've seen mm. by him. Um, this, I think, is my favourite one that we watched. I'm just going to say it now. Mm. Oh, he did Atonement and all that fun stuff, didn't he? Mm. Yeah. Um, he, this, her performance in this, and the relationship she has with the child, and Stanley Tucci in this, yeah. They're all amazing. The, the, but the idea that, obviously, he says that he's going to have the affair is, is because he loves her. He's like, well, I just want some sort of intimacy. I don't want to lose you. Yeah. It's yeah. just, I want our intimacy. And then they sort of fall out over this, obviously, understandably. Mm. And they're living apart in the same house and they're meeting yeah. his kids, not his kids, um, his nieces and nephews and stuff like that. Mm.
2: It sets it up that whilst they are in the same house in the beginning, they very much have separate lives and you can see he's trying a lot. To um, he says to her like come to bed and she's like no I'm working this is my life this is my job I've got some very serious cases and it's continual over and over and over again that she is palming him off or not listening to him because she takes her job so seriously
1: yeah she does and there's there's reason for her to take the job seriously just the nature of her role but she has to work continuously absolutely but then it gives the ability for her to have that almost will they won't they when she's with this young adult is what he is Mm -hmm. really by the time there's this sort of intimacy here it is, he's young he adult yeah. he's, he's an adult um, but, but you, will they won't they Because but did you ever see it as that as like a like a sexual thing between it w- them it was definitely I felt like it was from him it was almost it was almost it sounds like Oedipal in the way it was done it was almost like oh yeah. Right, he was okay. after a mother figure but it yeah. was almost that sort of sexual level as well to it because he yeah. was finding who he was he was no longer a Jehovah's Witness because he'd had this transition he couldn't be anymore because mm. he sort of lost his identity and had to find his own way out of it and she'd open the door and shine the light of what could happen further. But
2: also to add depth to that as well, he
1: Oh sorry. He is fully <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not, not deep enough, but Josh. Fucking it's, hell, don't read. <laughs> he,
2: he's 3 months away from turning 18. Yeah. Mm. Which is when he could have legally made the decision to not have accepted the blood. So it's so close to the point of him being able to give consent, mm. but he can't. Another the other thing that makes it even more complex is that for some reason, obviously because she's going through some difficult things in her life, it's completely out of the norm for anyone in her position to do this. She goes but she him. visits him at yeah. the hospital, and she goes to meet him. And again, completely out of character for her, she really humanizes herself, and she sings with him, and they talk about uh, that's the song. And,
1: is uh, uh, obviously the callback later um, is so yeah. Every one of these films but she's amazing I, I have cried I, I, I cried on the train watching this Yeah It was amazing it's, it's,
2: It is a hard watch I cried I mean you, I've literally cried doing this podcast today and that's not the Chardellini <laughs> <laughs> I am a very emotional person Chardolini,
1: one pound £1.29 at b and Bargains <laughs>
2: But it's, it is, it's a really, really... Hashtag not a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a sponsor. Not gifted. No. Other,
0: other Perry. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, the slightly slightly t- sparkling Perry. Yeah,
2: slightly, yeah. <laughs> but um, regardless of the Perry, it is, it's a complex story and you see the demise of her persona through the, the film as well, where she's usually quite a together person, but she starts turning to her assistant and she says, have you ever been wild and free? And she sort of... You can see that she's taking people off guard with this new personality that she's going through all these changes and this difficulty in her life because of what her husband's now having an affair and he's left. You can see she doesn't really know where she stands or what's going on with her anymore.
1: It's just someone who's lost and drifting. Yeah. And and he is this sort of um, touchstone. It is almost that point where I know where I am now because I have control of the situation she yeah. she can tell him what to do as well so when he does show up to her when she is in newcastle i think yeah. he just travels the country to see her hmm. it's he, he wants
2: answers i think and he his, he knows as well that she's the only reason he's alive because his parents happily would have let him well not happily but they would have let him die because of their beliefs
1: and his beliefs because they were his beliefs as well right, even in true. the even in the hospital they were his beliefs that's true that's true so he wasn't at that point wanting to take the blood really was he. There was no. there was there was there was fear in him because he knew what would happen if he didn't. But he knew within his faith what it was.
2: Well, he breaks down when she says yeah. the consequence mm. that you, yeah, if yeah. you live, you could be blind, or if you live, you could be disabled or brain damaged, and he sobs. Yeah. and he's his heart rate monitor goes off the charts because uh, he's clearly that's yeah. not what he wants.
1: Her um, breakdown at the end of this after oh, he dies. Where yeah, because she's actually she a benefit, home. isn't she? Yeah, she's yes. singing with someone, and then she's meant to do the encore. She gets. The message about it doesn't it? She, and she mm. then sings the song that she sang with him. Mm.
2: Yeah, it's honestly, it, and she it has it to stop because she's in front but of everyone. But then she runs like in
1: the rain across London to get to him, sees him. He says, "Like my choice this time." Yes, yes. This time it's my choice, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's that sort of. I can now control whether I live or die. Yeah. it's now I think, and it's and I'm not, and it's very much like. I'm not getting the answers I, I need, so hmm. why why stick around? It's it's a real and it's a real hard thing as well, isn't it? Because hmm. he because as, as a Jehovah's he was so steadfast and sure of everything, and then she's opened this door to him, yeah, and he's been unable to actually step through the door, and now he's failed and he's not on either side because he's not going to go to the, the, the is it the temple or whatever the, hmm. the tower whatever it is for the Jehovah's. But it's that sort of idea that he's yeah. never going to go to K- and- uh, Kingdom Temple. King, so she's like,
2: kept him at arm's length, hasn't yeah. she? And it almost you get to that point where you think, "Oh my God, did she? Did she cause him to do this?" Yeah, With mm. the reason that, the, how she treats him because obviously he he kisses her.
1: He does, yeah. He um,
2: is. and it's that awful, oh God, sort of moment for her, for him. It happens in front of her assistant. It happens. Yes,
1: yeah, you know, who doesn't bat an eyelid? To be fair, he's. I think he's great in this. I think everyone is. really Yeah, at this everyone's thing. very good in this. The kidness, Stanley Tucci can do no wrong. The kid in this, he's not as good as he could be. I think he's all right. Mm. I think I think he's the only part that I think wavers a little bit for me. If I'm being honest, um, Ben Ben Chaplin's great. Who's the dad of the kid? He's been in a few things. I think he's. brilliant. Yeah, he was very good. Oh, this guy was in oh, Dunkirk in in as well. Dunkirk, yeah, um, and The Bandersnatch. Oh, so he's, he's been in a few things and he seems to be picked up. He's not been in many. Black Mirror. 10 yeah, th- Snatch. He's been in 10 things and this was like his, what? It's like third thing? Mm. Fourth thing? Mm. So like it he, he was like, it wasn't a lot. He'd been in Dunkirk and this, basically, and the TV show Him. Yeah. It, it, he, he wasn't as good as he could be, but no, I don't think it detracted from the film as a whole.
2: No, not at all. I think he played the sort of... <laughs> The eagerness that he portrays to just want to live with her—there's nothing. There's nothing sexual. Yes, they do share a kiss, but there's there's no sort of sexual relationship implied. No, I, you are right. It is very At no, hideable, p- at some no weird... point.
1: Yeah, it's an exploration. At, point. at no yeah. point was I like, oh, these guys like want each other, or this is going to be an affair, or anything like that. It was very maternal. The, the but care. It was. I don't think it was that. I think it was also a It was the same thing that why Stanley Tucci was having an affair. He wanted that. That want, that need, yeah. that emotional connection mm. with someone. And that's what she was getting from this kid who wanted him as well. Yeah. There's lots to come from this. And I, she, think, I, think, I think this is, as I said, one of my favourite ones. Yeah, it's a very done. good film. She's, I mean, she, and the thing I've noticed throughout all these films, Emma Thompson, great crier. Oh, yeah, she, she, <laughs> kills, <laughs> she, she can, kills me every time she cries. She can cry for, cry for England. <laughs> she's one of these people, you, it's very hard yeah. to age her as well, isn't it? Yes. She feels like your mum. Yeah, When you watch it, she feels like she yeah. could be a mum to you. And you, it's, it's yeah, got yeah. that sort of level of hurt behind you. Like, oh, it's, it's like someone that I've yeah. got this connection with. Yeah. You I do, think you, it's you totally care about Such an emotionally
2: her. relatable character. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: what rating would you give this?
2: Um, I don't know if I think it was better than Saving Mr. Banks. I think, I don't know what it was about Saving Mr. Banks. Maybe it's having Mary Poppins as such a, um, such a, a connection to my childhood, maybe. But I, I couldn't rate it higher. I think I would say 4.5 Jehovah's Witnesses.
1: Fair enough. What, what about yourself? Just 0. 0.5 Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah. That's post-blood transfusion. That um, was going to be my word. <laughs> I, was, I was literally going to go for it. For <laughs> transfusion's one, but you go for it. <laughs> um, I'd give this... Um, oh, this is hard. Um, four Yeats poems... And I'd give this three and a half singles to Newcastle. I really mm. loved it, but I think there's bits in this film mm. which could be better about it. If I'm just being objective rather than myself loving the film, it's as yeah. a three and a half. It's not as good as Mr. Banks. No. Do I think it's as good as Love Actually? I think it's on the same par as Love Actually in my mind. Woof. Wow.
0: Okay.
1: Great. And That's so it. after this film, she uh, she went on to do the fabulous Johnny English Three. I haven't <laughs> seen it. You're a <don't want> <laughs> Late Night, which was uh, this year it's as well, um, <laughs> Missing Link, Men in Black International, which was critically panned, yeah. as per usual. Um, which is almost the, the one that we did. No, the one we were going to do was uh, Late Night. Oh, was it? I thought yeah, we the, the news presenter one, oh, okay. that's the one we were going to do, and we didn't go for that one. Um, and then How to Build a Girl, which I've not actually heard of.
2: No, neither have um, I.
1: No. I think Years and Years, is that not the thing she wrote? Uh, Years and Years is a band... The guy from uh, Skins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, oh, it's he, Russell T. Davis. It's supposed to be amazing, years and years. Uh, oh, that is the that's the Clinton thing. Oh right, okay. Okay. Is it? Yeah, is it looks it? like it. I I'm not oh, sure. No, I'm not no. oh, no, sure. it's, not. I'm sure it's, not it's, it's about thing.
2: British politics it?
1: in the future. It was a busy family from Manchester. Though. Oh, oh, oh okay. it's, I it's I the know. UK purge. Nice. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> we'll work um, out. And but she's we got the film that's just come out. And she's got a couple of things still to go in the future. Cruella. Cruella We're really
2: excited for that. With mm. Emma
1: Stone, which we didn't mention last time because you didn't... Well, we only did Emma Stone's one because you didn't mention her future projects. He's bad, <laughs> bad boy. Bad boy. Make a uh, note, make a note. He's making, he's making a time code for this to with, cut this out now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: with who, um, it says that she's going to be in The Voyage of Dr. Doolittle. Is that the one with um, Robert Downey Jr.?
1: Ooh, let's have a look, shall we? It is indeed the one oh, we've with, with, uh, Lovely
2: Welsh Robert Downey Jr. Be good. Yeah, he's, he plays Dr. Doolittle as a Welsh character. Stop it. That's exciting. It is, isn't it? It is. Maybe, maybe, Have maybe we hear a snippet of the accent? Uh, I it's think not it's right really now, good. we're doing a bit. It's like <laughs> he's he's obviously spent quite a lot of time with Michael Sheen while mm. filming it, and he so does what? sound quite, his in it,
1: isn't it? And so is John Cena. Yes! So what, yes. <laughs> so what we'll do here, we're gonna move on to the main review of the week. Review. F- f- of the week. Of the <laughs> week. <laughs> that is literally how the, the little jingle goes. <laughs> goes over there. Yeah. So, we all have been to the cinema this week. Um, as always we do have spoilers in the review section because it is a brand new film um, that's either come out this week or the week before, this one I think has come out two weeks ago no it was last weekend uh, it came yeah, out. Last so weekend. by the time this comes out it would have been out for a week and a weekend um, yeah so which is Emma Thompson's new film it's uh, Last Christmas <laughs> hooray <Ooh. laughs> I mean, uh,
2: going off the back of Love Actually, which she wrote. I think every single one of us here had very, very high hopes for this. That no, 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 no. What? I had no, no idea that, that I, did, I, I, I didn't was... know that she wrote this for a start until we got to the cinema, which is when I was like, "Oh, maybe this won't be as horrific as the trailer makes it look." No, <laughs> this
1: this film, no. this film, I purely picked because I wanted to do. Emma Thompson, no. <laughs> and I was like, anything that she's doing, right, fab. I'm sure. I wouldn't own... be seeing it otherwise. No, I'm sure you picked it because you knew I would fucking hate this film. <laughs> <laughs> a
2: spite pick, nice. That's, that's how it
1: felt. I felt, oh, a Christmas film, brilliant, and you know it's going to be bad. Why would you do this to me? I was also fearful coming into it, it was going to be a musical. <laughs> I was very fearful it was going to be a musical for all the greatest hits of Wham! Oh.
2: Yeah. On well, that no? topic. No. Um, of being about George Michael's songs. Some backstory to this, I saw in an interview with her recently that...
1: <laughs> no, 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 go for it.
2: Oh, sorry, I, got, I had a really funny look. I just looked at her as if like, what is she doing? Why is she doing this
1: now? No, 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 no this is go.
2: Um, the backstory to this in an interview, it took her eight years to write this film, which she co-wrote with her husband, do we ever remind you of his name? Greg. Oh, Greg. Greg, yeah, Greg Greg slime Greg wise man yeah that was close um, Mr. Wise yeah, same <laughs> syllables um, so they co it together I had high hopes for it she didn't apparently When, in the interview, she was discussing about why it took her eight years is because she was approached with the idea of making another Christmas film off the back of the success with Love Actually, and it was um, going to be a story that revolved around the song Last Christmas, and she struggled like hell to write anything about it. She didn't enjoy the process. She didn't want to do it. She spent two years really sort of rejecting the idea um, she met George Michael, she spoke to him about it, they had a conversation. Uh, they, really, she was struggling to workshop it.
1: He selfishly died. Very rudely. The
2: and then put her in a bit of a shit situation, so she felt like she had to go through with it.
1: Yeah. So um, that's the
2: background to this film.
1: I got this, uh, Let's put it this way. That George Michael in there, I, we, me, me and Keris watched it together, um, mm. and Josh and Emma watched it together separately. Um, as I left the cinema, I turned to Keris and went... George Michael didn't even last as long as this film. This thing dragged. And it had yeah. none of the sort of charm, any sort of the highs or the lows. It was, it was just a very bland, nothing mess. I, I will be
2: honest. Mess. Because of mm. the length of this, I just want to compare it to something else that we. It's what?
1: An hour and 40 that's all that's all it is that's
2: all it is
1: yeah no I
2: was going to compare it to bloody because we went to see obviously in the year one of my favourite films I've seen this year is Midsummer, which is nearly three hours if not a little bit over three hours mm. and it didn't feel like to me that long at all but it was felt uncomfortable really... but not that long this was an hour and 40 long and I feel like I've lost five years of my life
1: sorry also just for the people who did watch it to put this in perspective on IMDB this is point 0.1 less than the Children Act rated this is a, this is a 6.69 wow. db
2: does anyone want to do the plot yeah so, we so really we'll, get
1: we'll it. do oh, a, we'll do a spoiler full filled plot. you heard me shut up <laughs> um we're doing a spoiler filled um, synopsis of it now um so if you don't want to listen to this do jump to our next time code which will probably be our guess who yeah um, so that's all um so thank you for listening so far but you can disappear off now so, who wants to do it? Because I'm happy to. Or do you, want to, do you want to do this one, Karis? Or are you going to talk about Rowan Atkinson, who wasn't in the film?
2: Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'll we'll be able to do it in a minute, but I could certainly give it a go.
1: Oh, this plot is you paper do it thin. It. You can do it in 10 seconds. I reckon I could do this in 20 seconds.
2: <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do it, then? Go on. Go on 20 Try. seconds. Yeah. Challenge yourself.
1: Tell me where to go. Right, three, two, one, go. Amelia Clark works in a Santa shop. She is an immigrant. Her mother is Emma Thompson, who is an angry woman from f y r um, she's had a she's been unwell she's now better she's miserable she's unhappy she has a heart transplant and there's a magic man who happened to have the heart, the heart for her oh no this is all so sad this is wonderful no she's found a purpose it's the end
2: <laughs> i feel like you 18 did 18 seconds miss out some no, of no that interview. was really, not really yeah. <laughs> i mean not <that laughs> you is spent the more time lot, describing
1: but... where emma thompson was actually from which is yugoslavia by if the way i, were. I was right Former Yugoslav Republic. <laughs> that,
2: but yeah, essentially, I've got to be honest with you. One of the problems that I had with this film, and this is something I told we, we we talked about straight after seeing it, is that for the first kind of half of the film, while she's trying to figure out what's going on, number Amelia one you Clark don't, is, yeah, right. number one you don't know that she's ill until about. Maybe a quarter way through the, the film. They
1: mention that she's been ill before. They yeah, do not not, not straight yeah, away. No, no, right right near the start they do. Uh, do they? they yeah. In, yeah. Oh okay.
2: Well, at dinner at Emma Thompson's house, isn't it?
1: No, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> they mention it before that. She she mentions about having been ill for like a year, and that's why she's like behind on something. <gasps> yes, she does. Yeah. Right but, at the start.
2: One of the things that I struggled with, and this is just plainly because I think because of Game of Thrones and how. It, she's in the media a lot in interviews and all that sort of stuff is that everybody kind of knows her as this really like happy wholesome woman and then I've struggled throughout the film in fairness it's not Amelia Clark's fault um, to suspend my belief for any of it um, but I really really couldn't gel with the idea of Amelia Clark running around and for all intents and purposes just fucking and chucking every bloke that she met for like I, I don't know if it's just because <sighs> She's too prim and proper, but to me, it felt as if she comes across too well yeah. in her accent to believe that she is the immigrant. Are you
1: laughing at me? What have I done? <laughs> I know, this is the we had, but it's a very different level of review <laughs> than we normally give, but I think it's great. <laughs> Josh went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I just feel like she, she, she comes across as too People posh with that for accent.
1: Do live normal lives as well. The accent <laughs> is regional.
2: I am aware of that, but she's a pick analysis from two parents that are immigrants that have the thick Yugoslavian. Yugoslavian accent. And it just feels as though it doesn't gel. And her sister in the film doesn't have an accent as thick as she, hers. She does. It feels as though Emma Thompson would have played this part were she twenty years younger, but she can't, so she's picked someone else who is big in the media at the moment to fill the boots because she knows that it'll get dirty.
1: The issue I have is that Amelia Clark isn't a very good actress. I, I think she's I, not a very good singer she's, no but they no, I, and they, the I tempo went that. up by 10 I actually
2: like that they didn't make yeah. her an amazing singer because the idea was she, more real
1: because she was this obviously this she meant to be this singer she was great of her, in the choir and that's like her mum but it's all from her mum's perspective that opening thing it's like her mum's Made it seem like she's gonna be the best thing in the world. She's got all this hope. There's a reason why she's not doing well in the auditions, yeah. it's because she's crap, mm. Mm. But, but she's that, living a false dream. I will say
2: it's very, um, it is quite indicative of like c- people who are very good singers as kids. You know, you can be a- an amazing singer as a kid and then grow up and be I mean, look completely at, average. I mean, look
1: at the American from uh, sorry, look at the American <laughs> from Love Actually, she was terrible on 70 X Factor, so it all. <laughs> all marries after it? she was a great singer was as a she, kid yeah, did she, she really? yeah a bit nothing
2: oh okay um, well she didn't win did she? no she did not
1: so this film Emilia be- Clarke is very much in one character I think she she has been she was fortunate to be cast in Game of Thrones not saying that like she she didn't deserve it she was good as Daenerys mm-hmm. however that is like she is not really going to be able to be anything other than that, or this posh character that is herself, I don't think anyone will ever see her as that. I don't think she could really do anything more. Well, you say that, but then you look at the other stars who are in Game of Thrones. Oh, no, Kit Harington's doing very well for himself now. look no, uh, at Robert Stark. But I'm not. am not saying. I'm not saying about that. I'm saying as in Richard her Manhattan. specifically. Like, yeah. I don't know if you've seen the Terminator she was in. Well, yeah, I also It seen, was poor. It was, but and, and she solo. was bad though. Solo as well, she was s- okay in that. Okay, yes, but she was still quite a paper-thin character. Yeah, I think the issue as well, as you said in this one, is she's playing that character which is meant to be really unlikable. Mm. And she is. And, she's and she is unlikable. She is unlikable. And at no point did I really care what happened to her. Even at the end, I had no... I didn't really like, care what had gone wrong or she the people... redeemed herself because she didn't seem... <laughs> yeah.
2: Even the people that you were meant to like, though, I didn't like. I personally found the magic man
1: oh. utterly
2: insufferable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, why are you dancing in the middle of the street? Just stop it. It's really annoying. Why are you swiveling? Why are you swiveling? Isn't it's almost need? like an American ideal of London. What is portrayed in
1: this film, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think it's... Let me tell you the... now. If
2: you saw that man dancing with Amelia Clark in the street, you no. think you bunch of fucking idiots move along. I wouldn't have seen it. The he wasn't
1: there. She was dancing on her own. You see, mad people like that all the I, time. I in actually, London. I really,
2: I really <laughs> did not like his character at all. There was a part of me actually that when he was like being really preachy to her about the fact that she was like getting drunk and having sex, I was like, leave her alone. She's having a nice time then.
1: <laughs> mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no I, I just I didn't like him I... no I think he he came across as as a patronising character he's meant to be like this idyllic sort of almost prince charming who had everything sort of yeah, figured out and it just it didn't really work I understand the concept of it um, I mean the bit where he definitely went down on I in everyone's expectations was when he fingered her scarf <laughs> <laughs> Phrase. But what was funny? I just want to point out one of the things uh, that Emma said friend. to me
2: that she really and, I, and <laughs> wrap me up on this. Please, going to make me laugh so much was that Emma. For one, didn't think that the scar was in the right place, but number two, didn't think that he was going to finger his scar. She <laughs> just thought that she was in the middle of this emotional breakdown, <laughs> and he was like reaching out to cover <laughs> <home. Like,
1: laughs>
2: But the worst part is, before he actually got there, he went, "Is this okay?" And I thought, as if this is how things feel. Like, it was
1: literally like. I'm obtaining consent <laughs> now. That's what it was. It felt <laughs> really uncomfortable. And yeah. and that at that point where she announced that she's had a heart transplant, mm. I did, I turned to Keris. and you I, did. I went, this is the plot of the film. And I told her exactly what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, I never could have my beliefs suspended. Admittedly, I will pre- preface this, We went to a cinema which seemed to try and set us in the mood that we were in a wintry London landscape by having no heating on in it at all. (laughs) Also, um... with all
2: due respect, we were sat in front of three girls who, it was like they'd been programmed to find... (laughs) every tiny little bit of the film utterly
1: hilarious yeah, really they were weird. laughing and then there was going, like he was making a speech they were oh. oh I don't know what was going <laughs> oh, on was oh, no, there reacting. were people there were people when we saw it there were people like laughing at there yeah. were, which bit was it there was like oh I laughed at an laughing. emotional speech oh no I laughed and at suddenly that, no 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 <laughs> I, don't know, I can't remember exactly Towards which end, bit it was it? and there were people like ah it was, like, was it the bit what? where they're talking about uh, no, mum, they're not going to get rid of you. You're safe here. This is your country. And then she goes, yes, I always blame the Poles. <laughs> it's like that bit oh, where wasn't that. Because like that, that is funny. And honestly, I found myself laughing at some of this. Mm. I thought some of it was genuinely quite funny. I really liked her boss, if I'm honest. Santa. Yeah, mm. Santa. I loved Santa. I thought she was great. I
2: like Michelle Yeoh, though. I think that she's mm. very, very cool. Mm. I like her a lot. I liked her sister. I liked the mm. story. The thing line, is, I
1: think individu- individually... I liked most of them. I didn't like the two leads, <laughs> and no, that's the big issue. I also don't think it's directed by a particularly good person, and that's my opinion. I don't really like Paul Feig myself. What else has he done? <laughs> Paul Feig. Paul Feig. You'll you'll know him. He's like Ghostbusters remake. He's done Spy. Right, it's me. Wait, no, did he direct Spy, though? Um, You're on I'm the actor sure, yeah. there. If I go on director...
2: Oh, he did Bad Teacher. Oh, Spy was good, though. Right, la- bad was
1: Simple Favour, he did, though, which actually was oh, good. Oh, I loved Simple Favour. Oh, hang on now. Ghostbusters, I no, think a real I totally, I totally disagree you with you, you there. I think Spy is a good film. I think Bridesmaids is a good film. The yeah. heat was appalling. Yes. But How's I think rest? that's quite good... Arrested Development, he's directed some of it. Parks yeah, and Rec. Like, I mean, he's good. And he's also good in the Joe McHale show with Joe McHale. I but I he think, shows <laughs> up in those. But, but I think saying to saying no, he, he's a bad director. I don't think that's fair. I think he's not directed this well. That's. I don't think he can direct if it's a bad script. That's what I'm trying yeah. to say. Is he can't mm. make something out of nothing. He has to be given everything. And
2: I'll be perfectly honest with you. I think one of the things that was one of the main things I struggled with with this: is that. And I'm sad that it's Emma Thompson who's done it, because I think that the script was god-awful. I literally think some of the lines mm. in there were just... The bit where she has that emotional breakdown and then turns to him and says things like, when I'm with you, I feel strong, whole, complete. I hated it.
1: <laughs> oh, the ed- the, ed- the editor for the screenplay, so the one who was meant to t- okay it and make the mm. final adjustments and actually say, yeah, this is okay. This is the first thing she's ever, like... Oh, though. it's terrible. So that, that she probably bit, didn't know what she was using That bit you were for. just talking about, she was, you make me complete, you make me whole, you make me solid. And I literally turned to it I turned to you and, like, a good poo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then, they had having that whole emotional thing and you couldn't stop laughing during it.
2: I couldn't. And, I honestly, I found it so... <laughs> It was, I, I was laughing because it was uncomfortable because it was it literally was, like something that- It was quite one in our of stars. My, honest, No, honestly, it oh, was one of those things that- It wasn't a fault in
1: our stars. No. no I mean, da- that moment How was.
2: dare you. How dare you. We'll come back to that, right? <laughs> I'm putting a pin in that because we're coming back to it, right? But um, it was like something that one of my GCSEs kids would write. It it was like, it wasn't like somebody writing from the, listen now, you're going to fall out, good boy. (laughs) But, (laughs) we, it's one of those things that I think somebody wrote it as if they've never experienced that kind of emotion and were watching people from afar and wrote it based on Mm. what they'd seen rather than what they'd felt. And it felt very cheesy and it felt very, flopped together and it was silly. Silly. I feel like she do you think that yeah. then Emma Thompson only creates her best work when she's in emotional turmoil now that she's happily married with kids no I just don't no. think it was particularly well written I think
1: she was asked to write something, something she that she think. didn't want to write yeah. and she came out with this
2: I will say because I, her
1: bits were good yeah, yeah wrote I thought she was great really nicely I
2: thought, but, she, I thought yeah. her character was really nice and I did say not that, nice like, I think, I I think no. that yeah.
1: all of and this, and this as I said earlier well acted by it all didn't like the 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 main two but every other storyline in it was better than the main storyline yeah. Yeah. the one with the show going on with the homeless people Lovely great them. the oh one my with gosh. the relationship between the mum and the dad and that and the sister and stuff great fine and the one with Santa, great fine but it the was, main one felt like two different you yeah. yeah, talking about the, the the homeless people show i thought i was watching another bloody nativity film yeah. because, <laughs> oh my god it just hurt like, everything about it I was it just like did you not like nativity I didn't like anything about this film I thought uh-huh. this was potentially the biggest waste of time I've ever experienced in the cinema I, honestly yeah. it's, it's a one star film at yeah. a push for me. I, pff,
2: I'd be perfectly honest oh we're going, going to ratings there. no no and I'm just saying that's how I feel about it I would like to say that I genuinely believe this might be the worst film I've ever watched genuinely <laughs> I could not for a minute Godzilla say that I enjoyed it, but I, well, I haven't seen that. No, again. this
1: this is below Godzilla. <laughs> this is below Godzilla nineteen ninety eight. Ripd, it's it's below Ripd. Honestly, you reckon this is the worst film we've watched? This is far. the worst film that we have watched on this podcast so far. And we have watched over a hundred odd films. I think I would rather watch any of those films again than this though, to be fair. Yeah. So the yeah.
2: reason why that there's the homeless shelter part and that's such a prominent part of the film is because it, it's to pay tribute to George Michael's work that he did. Yeah, I, homeless shelter. That so it's very shoehorned, really, isn't yeah. it? On this note, can I just say that I've left I maybe you can help me with this, but I left this film with a certain amount of questions, one of which was about George Michael in that it, I get that it was only meant to be inspired but at the beginning it's kind of implied that she's a very big George Michael fan and she's a very big but you never have any real reference to it other than she sung a song as a kid she's got a sticker on her no, suitcase, she, when she um, goes back to her home, she's got a poster of him. She,
1: no, the whole wall is covered in. But in yeah, stuff, but even but then, it's it. not. It's,
2: it's never. He's never explicitly mentioned. She never says like, "Oh, they're like my favorite band," or like, well, "He's crazy, amazing." The or... craziest thing
1: is, if they wanted to pay tribute to him for it, because it's set on Christmas. He died on Christmas Day. Mm. Was it Christmas Day or Boxing Day? Boxing, uh, Boxing or Day was it? Eve. Or Christmas Eve. Oh, because it was somewhere well, around maybe. that time. Yeah, and they could have done something with that if they really wanted to. Almost do like a because it had to be tribute to him. So they put it on. It's her favorite thing to do. They know it's coming. Christmas Day. Christmas Day. And they could have literally done it. I remember it being Christmas Day because I think I was at my nan's. Yes. At my yes. nan's and my mum was there and they were literally talking about her old vinyl collection she had of Wham and all that sort of thing. She's like, I love him. And oh, as we talk talking about uh, we're it, and we found out that he passed away. It was your moment. fault. <laughs> I, it was my fault cause I googled, is he dead? Yeah.
2: I um, also, the other thing as well is I completely understand that Emma Thompson's character is not meant to be likable, she's supposed to be um very harsh on her children, but what on earth did she actually do that was bad enough for everybody to oh, go yeah. on at her like they do? <laughs>
1: Her, her kids hated her.
2: Her kids absolutely hated has mm. She's a
1: piece of work. Her husband oh. hates it. Also, sorry, the, the bit where Amelia mm. I Clark's making up for all the bad she's done. Did you not get reminded of that South Park episode where Carmen's <laughs> trying to get into her?
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. We're gonna make Mickey, Mickey Ray.
1: <laughs> Everything about it was poor though. Yeah. I don't understand how she's meant, but also how, yeah, she's a bit of a pain in the ass. She's not the worst person in the world either. No. They're trying to vilify no. her and everything. Yeah. Just everything. At,
2: at the end of the day, what she's done has created a lawyer out of one of her kids who is incredibly successful and is still within that field. She can't be that resentful. But also, bear in mind, this is the (laughs) story as well. No, (laughs) no, (laughs) you lesbian pudding. Yeah. The other thing as well is I found her kids in that respect to be woefully unlikable for the fact that this woman gave up a really extensive career in a war-torn country. She didn't give up... No, it was
1: her dad. Her her dad dad did, anyway.
2: But she gave up... At the beginning, we said she was obviously quite big in the church community. She gave up family and friends to take her kids to another country away from war and death. To flee. to flee. Yeah, yeah. And... Kids in that respect treat it like they've. She's absolutely ruined their lives.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I mean, I know what my thing. Is. So, what rating would you give it, Kerry? I don't think I would give it one. You have to give it a rating. You have to give it a rating. I would give star, it, it
2: maybe like naught point two five of any Christmassy feeling I had left. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't hate it as much as that. I, <laughs> there were points where it was funny. I would. Probably never ever watch this film ever no. again. It's
1: not a Christmas classic, is it? But
2: it's Absolutely confirmed not. everything I believed about Amelia Clark being an awful actress. So <laughs> I'm going to give it one point five red London buses. Nice.
1: Yeah, mine's mine's one one heart shared <laughs> between two people. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and this is the last Christmas film I'm ever going to watch now, thanks <laughs> to it. So yeah, I guess one, it's just one star for me. Um, I'm never looking up. I'm just going to keep my head squarely yeah. on the ground. Also, why did it need three fucking endings? Yeah. yeah. She had that song. Oh no, and now she's going to have a family meal. Oh, and now she's going to sit on a bench. Are we watching <laughs> the bloody Lord of the Rings? What's happening? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> anyway. The scouring of the shire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um... So this is the point where we sort of plug our socials and we say thank you and that sort of thing yeah. before we move on to our guests who are afterwards. So I say thank you to our guests. Yeah, so um, thank you to Emma and Karis. Obviously, Emma for doing the review and Karis for spiking all over our recording. So sorry, but listen, Any, um...
2: You knew what this was going to be when you brought me on.
1: Yes. <laughs> Any social <laughs> medias you two want to plug?
2: Um, go and visit our Twitter um, because <laughs> I run the Twitter and I have great fun doing it.
1: There you go. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, we're not doing anything productive at the moment with Jackal Theatre, but keep your eyes on it. That might be nice. Give well, it where, a where, remember
1: them, we plugged them a few times. Where, where can you find Jackal in Theatre, in,
2: though? Well, actually, we are in the process of putting up a website within the next month, so keep an eye over Christmas. We are going to be at www.jackaltheatrecompany.co.uk. But for now... For now, Facebook... Twitter and Instagram.
1: Is that Jackal Theatre? At
2: Jackal Theatre Company.
1: At Jackal Theatre Company. Um, and yes, so thank you for to listening to, listen to this episode. This is episode 22. Yep. Um, yeah, still going. Um, so thank you. Make sure if you've got any questions, got any points, anything you want to bring to us, because we always like to discuss films, do check us out on our Facebook, on our Twitter. Smash Sp- that like button. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Or on Instagram. We are we are slightly we are off our things right now. But it's all at OMBW Pod. Yep. Um, we do well we will be. Um, this comes out every Monday. Well every nightly night. every other Monday. Then there'll be a guess who on the following one, which is what it should be happening, and then we do a review on a Thursday and we do a top ten on a Saturday, which is what we should be doing. Um, and now I'm a lot we're quite sporadic. <laughs> we're quite sporadic, but I've had the busiest month in all of the world so I'm going to know. yes yeah, I'm busier than doctors and <laughs> so I'm going to be back on it so we should get back on track as well and mm. it's Christmas you're only a student it's not like you've got anything coming up <laughs> uh. um, so you can catch me on my socials which is at who underscore tin and that's on Twitter or Instagram and you can catch Josh at Joshua J X 3 on uh, yeah Instagram and Twitter I don't really tweet but Instagram I do things Nice. naughty boy um, so yeah so we move on to <laughs> on to the guess who for next time onto the guess who and so uh, we're going to keep this professional oh straight in there we're going to keep this professional yeah we're going to go on have you got anything there not... I can't I can't think of anything I really really can't look, look deep inside what you've really enjoyed you know, look, look where the heart is no. and you might be able to find something you yeah. might just date might get something that could come out of you. you might be ugly at first but gestating it this beautiful black swan, oh. you know. Oh
2: <laughs> he's taking it! I was
1: trying to work out how to do that you one. You may
2: want to talk about something a little closer to home.
1: Yeah. It might uh just too much might leave me a bit thaw. <laughs> oh, god. I'm so glad I'm so glad we're not brothers, but thank so thank you for that one. Um you are oh, awful. Um <laughs> Cheers, your Highness. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that is, I've never been closer to killing you. So I think that's enough to go with. I think we can get. Are you looking for more? Are you? Are you going to see if you can get any more? <laughs> I'm going to try and find because, because I'm going to go absolutely annihilate this. <laughs> I, Oh god! This is definitely the end game. So let's move (laughs) on. And thank you for listening. So this is another episode. Um, I've been Josh. I've been Josh. And as always, we've been Josh. So thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Nailed it this time. Well done. (laughs)